Oh my god, George Michael is in my ears. Hang on. Okay, <laughs> is sorry. Is Whisper? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Ray. And I'm Veronica. And welcome to the Chicklet Book Club Podcast. Where we read a romance novel and then we talk about it. Today we're talking about Girls with Bad Reputations by Zio Axelrod. Wow, wow, wow! It was me playing the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> it sounded just like it, right? Yes, like perfect. There is nothing wrong with that depiction. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. Yeah. We also have a special uh, special surprise for everyone. We got to interview Zio on Thursday. We did. So later in the episode, you will get to hear from Zio herself. She is a lovely human. She's so, so nice. Yes. Very sweet. Yes. And very smart. Like very smart. Very, very smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised, Um, but I was just like, damn. Yeah, and is like, is like, she says self-proclaimed nerd, which holler, <laughs> yeah. She says she's. I was like, you're talking to a girl who right now has a new kids on the block sweatshirt on it. What? Yeah, I mean, you know, totally fine, nothing wrong. Totally fine. Yep. I'm also looking at a dick on the on on screen. Wow. <laughs> it's because of the segment, but it's looking at me. It's looking at me with contempt and it's... With cold. one eye? Oh, wow. Ah! Okay. Oh, my God. No one wants to be friends with us. No, no one does. Mm-mm. Glad we have each other. Thank God. Yep. Um, speaking of... Yeah. Ray? Yeah. Tell me something good. I knew this was going to come. I thought you, I knew this I thought was you froze for a second. <laughs> it's just so me going quiet. like, eh. <laughs> Um, I have had a week. Okay, here we go. Okay, two things. So first was I, uh, my lovely uh, boss, who now I know listens to this. So you Oops. know who you are. Sorry. Now, um, I hope you enjoy all of our dick talk. Um, <laughs> dick talk like TikTok. Anyhow, um... <laughs> <laughs> that if that is not the newest porn site i'm gonna be pissed if it's not already a porn site i'm going to make it nice wordpress.com okay anyhow. um <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we went out uh the, our department uh, there was a small group of us um like that work in, in a separate department than the general, general department um there was a small group of us, I should say, um, went out <laughs> for a very delightful meal, for meal at very shishi restaurant that I've never been to. And uh, we went to Blue Point and it was delicious. And I got oysters and they were delicious. Oh my and, goodness. And lobster bolognese. And it was delicious. Yum. And very fun. And I love the people I work with. Um, so that's one. The other was <laughs> my fucking dresser's finally done. <laughs> I have had. It's called the saga of the dresser from Wayfair. <laughs> it came. It saw. It conquered. It came. All of your face in the mail. Come on, Bridget. 
come the fuck on, Bridget. Um, <laughs> and I got it, I got it out, <laughs> and I tried to put it together, and this, the instructions were not in the right order, and so the particle board just like collapsed in upon itself. Oh my God. So to get a replacement, I had to take the whole thing apart and mail it back. Well, it just oh all happened. Oh my God. Yep. Yep. I'm like, I have all the drawers completed. Can you just send the new... Nope. You have to take the drawers apart. You got to do all that. Fine. They're like, I said, well, I can't pay for shipping. They're like, free right. shipping. I'm like, all right. They're like, I said, I can't get it to FedEx. So like, FedEx will come pick it up. I'm like, thank, thank you. Thank you. So, but I had to drag this fucking, uh, like a dead God. body. It was like 150 pounds at least. Out to the front porch. <laughs> dead <to> body. <laughs> I drug the corpse out to the front porch. Yeah. <laughs> And I left because I got I got the, the replacement before I could send the the old oh, one. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. the old like the return is sitting on my front porch, and here comes because I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna spend their hundred bucks and have some professional assembly, have them come over and put it together because if they oh, fuck nice. it up, they fuck it up, not me. Right, right, right. And so you already tried came, once. <laughs> and you can see, look, yeah, I've already, I've already. Usually, I'm really good at that, so that's what pissed me off because I'm, like, yeah. I'm good at assembling furniture and shit. Right. I put, I put fucking. Um, uh, grills together before, so go the fuck away. Anyhow, whatever Wayfair, eat my butt. Anyhow, um, so this poor gentleman comes up to the door. He looks at like he's like, wait. I go, that's the old one. They're coming. FedEx is coming to pick that up. Just ignore that. Come in the house. Just ignore it. Yep. And I've got both the dogs sequestered. Yes, of course. And <laughs> and so he starts to work at it. So how long do you think? He's like, two hours. Is it cool? I'm going to go back and go to work. And because um, he came during the day, obviously. And I'm like, I'm going back to work. And I took Bucky S. Barnes downstairs with me. He lost his ever loving fucking mind. And he just sat at the top of the stairs barking the whole Damn. two hours. Like he would <laughs> like stop, man. come, come run downstairs sit in the chair like at the table and just stare at me like a fucking creep because he sits there like a human and just stares at me and then that poor gentleman upstairs would like move something and he'd be like bah, 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 bah. so the funny part of this but he was great gave him a tip he was a wait i would totally i was gonna say did you tip that man <laughs> yes i gave him like 30 percent. anyhow um <laughs> the best part was to be able to get out, like, to give him the tip and, like, let him leave. It took him more than two hours, FYI. So fuck you, Wayfair. Um, <laughs> and, uh, fuck you and your instructions. Um, fuck you very much. Um, uh-huh. I had to release the Kraken from the, from oh, the fucking no. basement. He's oh, just barreling over to this guy. I get over on the corner in the kitchen. He is, like, doing, like, as if, like, <laughs> he's like a wolf braying to the moon. Like, and he's just doing that but it's like that fucking Shima scream at this poor gentleman and he just looks like I go he's, he's not gonna he's fine but I'm like you're such an asshole you are so embarrassing <laughs> so I scoop him up I'm like it's okay buddy he's been here two hours dude like but he was just howling howling <laughs> You could just see he was just scre- like like that picture of that that Sheba that's screaming and that like on standing on the table screaming. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. he was doing at this poor gentleman just doing his fucking job. So I hope that entertains you guys. Uh, my dresser's done though. I moved it myself. I pushed it into my bedroom. Yeah, it's all. It looks beautiful. It's great. Love it. I'm really excited that the saga of the dresser is over. Yep, yeah, it's. 
It, it is finished. You know that man laughed and was like, I just dealt with this crazy fucking dog for three fucking hours. Yeah, because you can imagine, like, luckily, like, I... I a lot of the stuff that I was, you know, like, it, he wasn't interrupting any of the meat. I, I had a meeting, but I was on, like, silent. So, <laughs> he's great. God bless Veronica. Yeah. yeah. Right. Veronica. Yeah. Tell me something good. I had a good week, so... <laughs> Good. One of us had to. Couldn't just be dressers assembly for everybody. Come right. on. I mean, and dickhead I, dogs. Don't worry. Everything is like life is about balance, right? So I had a good week, but I also have a head cold that is so awful. It's affecting my hearing. Like my ears have been ringing for days now, which is great. Let me tell you. Um, in the meantime, I finished my own self-edits on book number two and then sent them to my editor. Uh, So it's in her hands now. And uh, I also found out that uh, the copies of my book that I had dropped off at a local bookstore all sold during the month (gasps) of January. So today I went and dropped off more. That was awesome. And got a check for, you know. Yeah, I know. It was really nice. I was like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) So that was super exciting. And I'm really glad. That's exciting. Yeah, it was great. I also got like an email from a reader and I was like, damn, this is awesome. Well, the TikTok that you sent over was cool. Oh, the one I sent you today? Lickety Lickety clicks. Lickety clicks. Yeah. (laughs) It's never not funny. No, never not funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it, you know. I I like the author life. Mm-hmm. Thus far, you know, I mean, yeah, has its ups and downs, strikes and gutters, but overall, did you just use a bowling analogy? I did. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I also, oh my god, like this woman. Um, so when I dropped off the books at um this bookstore, it's in Medina, Ohio. It's called Black Cat Books and Oddities. Um, and, uh, when we go to Castle Noel, I have to take you to the bookstore because it's literally oh, yes. across the street. Yes. But, um, at any rate, so we, uh, when I dropped it off, I made a TikTok and I was just like, oh, you know, whatever. I just dropped these books off and I was like excited in the video. But I, when I made the video, I was like, <laughs> excuse me. I was like, no one's going to care. This is so dumb. I can't believe I'm making this fucking video, but I did it. And then this uh, woman named Megan was like, I'm going to be in that area like later this week. And I was oh. like, oh, well, you know, there you go. Like you can stop by and get a book. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you peruse my wares? <laughs> peruse. Um, and so I was down in Medina like again before she was going to be picking up the book. And so I dropped off like some bookmarks and um, what I've affectionately called the meet me at home care package, which is like bookmarks and tissues and stickers and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and I, uh, uh, she was really excited about that. And she posted a video oh, about it when she it. picked it up. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, she started reading it this week and was posting about it and like posted oh, nice. um videos of her like reading a couple clips from it and it was just really like 
awesome. I felt like I was being love bombed. It was just, but like in a Aww. good, not narcissistic way. In a really positive way. So it was really just yeah. nice. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a, I had a good week and it, it felt good. It felt like, good. it felt, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Satisfying, gratifying, something like that. Feels good oh. when like you do, you make something and then someone likes it and then they tell you that they liked it. You know, it's like, yeah, feels yeah. good. Not enough people tell us about that podcast, like about this podcast like that. But if you, <laughs> if you like it, hit us up, hit us up, Spotify, you know, follow us on Spotify, follow mm-hmm. us, subscribe to us on YouTube. You know, those things. I will mm-hmm. eventually get another email video us. up soon. Yeah. Email us, please. Uh, constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, my God. George Michael is in my ears. Hang on. Sweet God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is sorry. it Careless Whisper? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's exactly what was. It was so loud. <laughs> I was like, I can't even hear Ray anymore. Um, anywho, so uh, I think that leads us to the next portion of our show. Um, we've chosen to uh, move Toys for Twats to uh, Patreon. So um, we, if you are interested in Toys for Twats, 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 um, you can <laughs> check it out on uh, Patreon. And uh, otherwise, um, we will see you in our next segment. We will, we're going to yeah. start talking about the book. And um, then we'll play the interview, which will be truncated. We'll have like part of it up on the regular podcast and then the rest will also go up on patreon so um we will take That'd a brief respite yep we'll be back and in two and two and sorry I, I cut you off that's okay i was just gonna say and we'll be right back or something like that i don't know after these great. messages we'll be right <laughs> back And we're back. We're back, bitches. Ray had to put on more lip gloss. Sorry. Um, it's like my lips are dry. Like yeah, I get it. It's it's also the time of year where in Ohio we are going from twenty degree weather to fifty degree weather in the blink of an eye. It's funny, like everything, everything in my body is dried out, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my eye is my my eye is is watering. Like that's nice. Like a. Yeah, like my cat. You ever get that, like, where cats rub on you and they get those watery eyes? I'm like, yeah, get away from me, your wet eyes. Gross. Gross. Yeah. I'm like a weird, I'm a weird old cat. (laughs) My one eye, like, I'm having someone look at my eyes this week. Oh, okay, well, that's good. I know you mentioned you at a doctor's appointment. Don't get Graves' disease, guys. (laughs) I don't know if you get get Graves' disease. disease. I think you're kind of born with it. (laughs) <laughs> Unless you're hanging out with me, then all of my animals at one point had dream disease, plus myself. Yeah, it's like how all of the high maintenance animals end up with my mom. Like it's just like a yes, yes. You just like end yep. up accumulating them. Like the universe knows yep. you'll take care of this animal. Yeah, because at one point my dog and not the ones I have now, she's passed on. But that dog and then Weasley had Aww, both had thyroid Sydney. issues. She was a good dog. Yeah. She was a good dog. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's in the water out here. Um, <laughs> any hoozles. 
Let's talk about this book. Yes, I would love to talk about this book. Um, my dumbass though closed the tab I needed, so um, okay. So as you know, today we are here to talk about Girls with Bad Reputations by Zio Axelrod. Um, This is the second book. What? You're laughing at me. You just said that like, dear listeners, we are here to talk about. Dear listeners. (laughs) We are here to talk about life. Life. (laughs) We gave you Toucan Sam. Thank you. Life. Give us loops of fruit. Fruity loops. (laughs) Loopies. I'm sorry. This is like my favorite SNL skit of all time. It's Maya Angelou. It's David Allen Greer doing Maya Angelou for Fruit Loops. It, it is perfect. Everything. I can't not laugh at it. Every fucking time I watch that, I laugh until I cry. It's it's beautiful. Um, I had to look up today the Mike Birbiglia uh, talking about the Eerie Zoo today because it made me laugh. I was like, about it. I was like, that's a can of tuna fish. Mike, help flip. <laughs> <laughs> look at her, look at her, look, look at our shark. That's a ta- half a tan- can of tuna fish. Anyhow, <laughs> look at our penguins. That's a dog. <laughs> like, I'm gonna start fucking wheezing again. <laughs> Um, okay, so Girls with Bad Reputations by Zio Axelrod. Um, this is the second in a four-book series. Um, it comes out on, I think it comes out on Tuesday, right? Yeah, on Tuesday, February 6th. So mm-hmm. the day that you are um, listening to this episode, or like the day that it releases, rather, um, the book comes out. So if you're listening, the book is out, y'all. Uh, the first one in this It's out. <laughs> it's out. Uh, the first one is called The Girl with Stars in Her Eyes. Um, no, t- We don't have a timeline on the last two books, um, but they are uh, in the works. And she did, Zio told us during an interview that she is working on um, the third book, which is Tiff's book. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's in progress. Um, but I am... In progress. In progress. But I'm happy... To read the uh, the blurb for you. <clears throat> All her- get your David Attenborough. Yeah, on. right. I can't do it nearly as well as you can. <clears throat> I can't do it well. So there you go. <laughs> All her life, Kayla heard the same refrain: "Don't be so loud. Don't act so wild. Don't take up so much space." Now she's the beating heart of an up-and-coming rock band, and the whole world is going to know her name. Once upon a time, the pressure to be the perfect daughter nearly broke Kayla Whitman. Desperate to find an outlet away from her controlling mother, she picked up a pair of drumsticks, forever altering the rhythm of her life. Since then, she's been determined to make her own way, finding her home with her bandmates even as she fights to keep her past and her present firmly separate. Things were simple enough when the lily, when, sorry, the lilies, I have trouble with else in short proximity. Things were simple enough when the Lilies were playing local gigs in dive bars, but now they're on their first official tour and all Kayla can see are warning signs. Desperate to escape the worry churning inside her, 
Kayla finds solace in quiet tour bus driver Ty Baldwin and discovers in him a kindred spirit like no one she's ever met before. Their connection is immediate and intense, and when increasing scrutiny from the press threatens to destroy Ty's newfound peace and Kayla's carefully guarded secrets, Kayla's forced to make an impossible choice, pursue her dream and risk destroying everyone around her, or give in and lose the chance of ever becoming the person she's always known she could be. Cool. I think we do need to add some things in there. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Ty a little bit, because yeah. this is what we learned immediately from Ty. Yes. Um, Ty has had some struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, he has lost both of his parents. Mm-hmm. He lives with his grandfather, mm-hmm. Van, or Pop Pop. Yep. Um, he has had to leave school. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that both of them are around 25... 24 something yeah like that. i i don't get the impression that like he is far removed from this entire from experience no, yeah so, so like early 20s early to mid 20s like, yeah yeah um and so we learn very quickly it's we've learned more as we the story goes along but all we know when we start the book and i'm not going to spoil what actually like what what happens mm-hmm. we just know that he was uh, <clears throat> accused of plagiarism Mm -hmm. and then assault Mm -hmm. we don't know what kind of assault just assault Mm -hmm. um and uh so at since then then he has been kind of like he can't continue so he dropped out of school or he was asked to leave Mm -hmm. um and he was actually uh arrested he was held for two weeks in jail um and to his like to his knowledge he was acquitted of the charges Mm -hmm. Like the charges were dropped. Like it never and even went to trial. Like the they're dropped. Right. The charges right. were uh, removed there was, or whatever. Right. And um, they supposedly like the police didn't have enough evidence. That's what they told him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, and then on, um, then subsequently, no other college would take uh-huh. him. So. Um, he's kind of been like languishing, not without have like, you know, having any sort of like career path right now. He's like, um, when we meet him, he's just decided to like drive buses. Mm-hmm. Like that's where he's at with like, because unfortunately when you try to like apply for jobs, yeah, he got a CDL. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, truck drivers make decent money. Yeah. So like, it's like, there's that, but still it's like, it's a rough life. Um, and, um, but he does have like this, you know, um, because he was supposed like his his like from what he understood is that was supposed to be a sponged mm-hmm. but he's still having a hard time trying to find jobs right. too because you still have to say like did you ha- do you have a criminal like history right. and it's, it's it's tough it's really we don't do we do do a giant disservice for anybody who's has been incarcerated right. in this country mm-hmm. um even if they're rehabilitated mm-hmm. it doesn't matter um so that's where he's at now, um, on the other side, um, um, Kayla, uh, Kayla, my brain just was like, hi, <laughs> Kayla brain. Um, Kayla is, um, just like, she's been in the, like, she's like, so this band that she had been in, there had been another uh, member candy who they kind of like kicked out, but they didn't really have any choice. She kind of f- fucked up mm-hmm. to the point where like, they're like, you need to leave. Yeah. Like, 
Candy. It sounded like Candy was like drunk on stage, or at least yeah, like, 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 maybe, like I'm sure that drugs or something. I wonder if that's discussed more during the first book because the first book is Tony's book, and Tony replaces Candy in the band. So I wonder if yeah. that's <clears throat> discussed in more detail in the first book. It could be. It could be. Um, and so we're coming off of that, like coming off of that. And we've got Tiff who has, is like a, like a founding member. So I think it's Tiff and Lily are like founding members, members. And then they brought on, um, Kayla and then they replaced Candy with With Tony. Tony. And Tony is with Seb, who is like their manager, manager, kind of. I think they call him their manager. Um, So. Yeah. Um, I don't know what exactly what Jordan's part is. He's their lawyer. Um, but there's another. He's their lawyer, but he also works for the record company. So I don't necessarily know. It's neither here nor there. Jordan's also another character that kind of like plays a part. Um, so they're like kind of like on the brink of startup. Mm-hmm. Like they're like so close to like making it. They can taste it sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and they're about to go on a small mm-hmm. tour first. Yes. And so um, Ty takes a job uh, driving their bus. Yep. And and the stipulation was that he's not supposed to have a relationship, have any, what was the word that they used? Uh, no fraternization like, or something. Fraternization yeah. with any of the members. But like, it's kind of like, because I would assume that's still the same thing after this, on the second trip. Right. But it was like, obviously no one cares about it at that well, point. Well, right. Because um, also so Seb was- and, and Tony got together like they talk about that in the book like like, is that just a thing that we yeah is that just for show like why are we bothering to have this clause i mean and like and the fact is like is it like the the like the the bus lines clause or is it like but it sounds like it's the studio clause but i was like is it just because he's a bus driver because then that fucking sucks and we're talking about like you know disparity Mm -hmm. of like um like some classism shit um yeah um, but neither here nor there, like there's immediate, like insta love sort of mm-hmm. thing. There's at least insta, well, no, there's just pretty insta. It's like there's an chemistry. immediate, yeah, there's an immediate pull between the two of them. Yeah. So, um, what else should we add? Uh... Um, so, I, well, here's the other thing. So, with Kayla, Kayla has, so Kayla is not her. Her, her actual name. name. It's a stage um, name for her. Her actual name. It's well. It's also her, the nickname that her brother yes. gave her uh, growing up. So she had a brother who was. I thought I didn't realize it was seven years older. I thought for some reason it was only like. Three, yeah, I thought it was closer like in age, but it's not her. right. Yeah, and um, he was a drummer in a small, like in a band, and they were actually going to be going on tour in Germany, and he passes away. Yeah, there's uh, like an accident so, or something. Yeah, do they get, does he get hit? I don't I don't know that they really go into it. She she says that he had a show in Syracuse and then like she kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't talk about it after that. She just says like there was an accident. Cuz we like we open the book at his funeral. Yeah, the prologue is his funeral. Um And so she takes up like she kind of like she's we also then like very quickly in the next like I think it's the next chapter, um we see her and he's still alive and he's like sh- showing her or maybe it's it's, it's within like the prologue there's like her, flashbacks yeah yeah of her like taking up the drumsticks yeah. and him like 
telling her like you know show me what you got or like let's you know let's let's see what you got and she you know finds a love for Mm it um but there's very much like once the flashback to present you know like in in the in the you know 15 you know when she was 15 it's like am i taking this up because of him Mm -hmm. or am i taking this up because i'm good at Mm -hmm. it and um and also at the same time her mother is very exacting in fact that's a word that's used a number of Mm -hmm. times exacting and her mom has this we will learn later um when we are in present day has this book series i don't necessarily know exactly if it's supposed to be like a children's book or at least ya like i don't know yeah i don't understand i don't understand if it's supposed to be like um like parenting i don't think it's a parenting book i think it's more like of a children slash ya book because like she's on the cover like little miss yolanda is the name of yeah otherwise it would be like parenting little miss yolanda and also the the kid is perfect in the book so like right and so her like given name is Catherine yolanda Mm -hmm. larrington um but again she goes by kayla kayla I'm trying to think of her stage name. She has a stage Kayla last Whitford name too. Or Whitf- I just read it. Whit something. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. her mom does not know. She also has not told her mother that she is in a band. Whitman. So she's Sorry. keeping very, Whitman. you know, like her Whitman. Yeah. So like Kayla has not told her parents what she does, what she's playing mm-hmm. with the band and that she's like becoming popular, like, you know, becoming famous doesn't know any of that um which is makes me wonder i'm like well she also hasn't gone home she hasn't like been home in a year she says um so like but like she doesn't call home very often because but at the same time so i'm like my mom would know what was happening with me but everybody's parents yeah but she has a horrible relationship with her mother so yeah but but with a good relationship with her father but um but he's also seems like he just kind of placates the mom because I don't think there's anything other than, other than that to do with the mom. So, um, yeah. Um, I think, do you think that's it? I think so. I mean, there's plenty of tension in there and yeah, I think it's probably good. Agreed. Um, so let's okay so how we uh review books on this podcast is we do a compliment sandwich um and so like a compliment sandwich is the top bun is something we really liked about the book um and then the meat is a con something we didn't care we didn't like as much and then we like to end on a high note with our bottom bun which is another pro Mm -hmm. do you want me to start or would you like to start I would love for you to start. Um, also, I'm already getting hungry. So. I know, right? Um, so one of my things, and I actually talk about it with um, with Zio, is I love the setup that she has here with um, this. Because the placement she has of um, Kayla taking up the drumsticks and and in in, in um, whether it, it's this back and forth in her heart and her mind of like, am I just am I doing this to like keep my brother's spirit alive, or am I doing this because mm-hmm. it is my, it's it's me, it's it's my it what lights me up inside, and yeah, and Zio does a really good job of of leading us to 
the you know the yes this is what she's meant to do this is what she's good at and she's like yeah she inspires others and what i love about that is that she gets in, she knows she becomes like she comes into her this realization really honestly from ty because how ty is like he says a couple things like about how when she's on stage she just lights up and like mm-hmm. and um, like he's like watching her is kind of like you know uh, it's it, um, I'm trying to find um, I don't know if I actually highlighted any of it dang it um, uh, looking 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 when it, there's a moment where she comes off stage like after a really good show and he is like borderline speechless yeah. by how amazing the show was and he was like I couldn't take my eyes off you the entire time it was just like basically saying that she was magnetic like that she was just he says to her you make my head spin he whispered into the space between them I envy your sense of self and the way you know exactly what you want out of life um Uh and at one point there's like a scene in like this music store and he says to her Mm -hmm. um like you know, um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find that one. And he says, like, you know, you put that guy in his place, but you did it with love. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's not like love, love, but like it's patience and love. It's like caring for others and you have it. And it's just very much he sees her not just as like this amazing musician is like that's part of her. But also the other part of her is like this just amazingly, you know, self-confident woman who um you know, fights for others and fights for equality and uh, female empowerment. I mean, this book is the other thing mm-hmm. I want to attach on this is this book is female empowerment up the fucking wazoo. Like that's what I do love about this book. Yep. Um, I hope I'm not taking your your top bun or bottom bun. Um, but what? So no, one of mine goes kind of well with what you've been talking about. So I'll probably talk okay. about that next. Well, then, so while we're on that same subject, so. Um, there's a confrontation that happens between you know, female empowerment, which does go mm-hmm. along with, with Kayla's like you know what she wants to do with her life, and like self confidence mm-hmm. and and really becoming like because they also have a couple conversations about like what the record label outfits they pick out for them, and yeah. she's like she makes it known that she's gonna pick certain things to like kind of like to go with what the what like that personalized things so she's like yeah that be great for what the record label wants but this is what i'm adding to right. it to make it feel like me um but there's mm-hmm. a whole confrontation that happens with like um these like journalists because kayla's not the only one who has secrets in the group um and right. a reporter <clears throat> calls out tiff um, because uh-huh. we find out that Tiff's like sister, but it's not really her like biological sister. It sounds like like right. they were raised. She says we were raised up together. Um, is right. a sex worker, and um, and this this really shitty reporter um, yeah, says just one more question. This one's for Tiff. I was wondering if your new family was aware of your old op- occupation. My what? Tiff seems genuinely confused. What are you talking about? Is it true you worked as a prostitute in Los Angeles before coming to the band? I, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. And then finally, Tiff's like, let me answer your first question. Tiff cut in, her voice calm and even. No, I've never been a sex worker. Even if I had been, I wouldn't have been ashamed about it. It's an occupation, not an identity. People do what they want, what they have to get by in this world. And then she says, including sell their bodies for money. Tony let out a sharp, 
sharp laugh. Are you serious, lady? What do you think actors do? Dancers, musicians? We all work with our bodies, many of us for money. For for some people, it's only about the money. A worker in a cubicle isn't selling their body and mind to their employer? Come on. The construction worker, the miner? God, people like you are such hypocrites. How many times on this podcast have we said mm-hmm. sex workers de- deserve insurance? They deserve yep. a fucking pension plan because they are doing the goddamn Lord's work. This is what we don't, as women, normally don't want to fucking do. So, sex work is legitimate work. It's, it's legitimate work, and the fact that 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 we cannot legalize it and we cannot like we we cannot get these women fucking sex insurance. Sex work is no different, in my opinion, than porn. Agreed. It's the same fucking thing. You're just maybe not recording it. Right. Right. So for someone to say, how is this any different? And how is it like, I mean, yeah. So that's one of the things. I mean, there's tons of other like wonderful quotes in this book about like, um, like just female empowerment. Um, um, I'm looking, looking, looking. Um, It's also an all girl group that is being supported by like their manager is a man their um their lawyer is a man that there is a set of twins who i assume were discussed at length in the first book um who run their label but aside from the evil twin essentially um all of these men are supporting this this group um in the best way that they can really yeah they kind of let them be them and i think that's amazing yeah yeah i mean especially sub subs like I mean, until it comes to a point where somebody, like, needs to be restrained at some point yeah. physically, um, they're kind of mm-hmm. like, just let them go. Let them do. Because you know what? They're yeah. they're not wrong. Let them do their thing. They're fucking not wrong. No. <coughs> so that's my no. top one. My little, like, <coughs> combination top one. Totally feel that. And um, 100% agree. Um, mine kind of... So this was technically going to be my bottom button, but, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Um... I was going to I was going to talk about Ty and Kayla and how fucking cute they are together oh. and how so so supportive he is of her. Yep. In and her in and really him. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like speaking of like the female empowerment thing mm-hmm. like there's never a point when Ty is like threatened by her success. There's no. never a point where he is like I don't like that all these people are staring at my girlfriend. Like, there's never this jealous, gross <laughs> moment. Like, he's very, he's so just deeply, intrinsically supportive of her and very in tune with her. Like, there's this moment where um, I think they're talking to Jordan or Seb, maybe both, and he is with them and they're having this conversation about like an upcoming thing and it's a tense conversation. And he has a straw in his drink Mm -hmm. and he takes the straw out, dries it off and hands it to her. Like he puts it in her hand because he knows that she's getting really anxious and also knows that if she like that drumming is the only thing that really calms her down. Yeah. And so he hands her this straw so that (laughs) she can start like using it as a drumstick. Mm hmm. And she does immediately, like, without even him, 
without realizing that he has handed her a straw, she immediately starts like drumming on her thigh yeah. with this straw. And then realizes that like he has done this. And that's such like a simple thing that he noticed about her that I just loved. <coughs> well, like al- they're so sweet together. There's also that bit where he actually like, I'm not rude. I mean, like this is 66% in, so deal. Um, where he says like pretty much like we're together at some point. He lets, he goes, I yeah, wanted to yeah. scream to everyone around me. That's Kayla Whitman. That's my, he stopped sort of finishing what, what that sentence, his eyes wide, like, Oh fuck. And she says, you're what? Um, uh, she knew she was sweating gross, but Ty didn't seem to care. You're mine, he said quietly. Caleb met his gaze. If you want to be. If you want <laughs> me. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. so fucking perfect. Like, I'll yeah. be, you know, you're mine if you want me to be yours. I'm like, that's just like right. such fucking like baller move. Baller fucking move. Yep. That's what I was thinking about earlier when you were saying like, um, like that scene is what I was thinking about when yeah. you were looking for that quote because she comes off that stage and he's just like mm-hmm. wide eyed and just like in shock yeah like just staring at her it's not the first time that he had seen her perform but like that show in particular had gone really well for them he's very intense in his own manner like he that is. intense like like why is that dude staring at me? But like intense in the fact is like he feels he feels things more than I think other people do. Like he is very yeah. Um, I think he's very empathetic. He is, and he's very introverted. Um, Ty is mm-hmm. a pretty good dude. Like he's like he is a pretty good dude. He's very thoughtful. He's like I mean in the sense of like he's constantly thinking. He's very in his own head sometimes, but that's like in a good way. Yeah. Like he. What I do like about this book too is like there's there's a couple times where she's like I need to be by myself and he's like fine yeah. he's like he's like I totally get it I think you should That's have cool. your my, your time and there's like there's one time yep. where he's like I need to be by myself and that's such a healthy healthy fucking view mm-hmm. of a relationship. Yep. No one's like absolutely but hurt that like they you know that they didn't want them to be around. I was like well, sometimes you just need to have yourself and your own thoughts mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, especially since yeah. both of them are dealing with some fucking things, man. Hashtag things. That and like they're crammed into as they talk about like a tin yep. can. Yep. Like they are essentially forced. There's a lot of forced proximity involved in yep. this book because he's the driver of the bus. On the second tour that they go on, he has a backup driver. Mm-hmm. And he is But his on own the first bunk. one, yeah. there isn't. Right. But like they are in a bus. A luxury tour bus, mind you, but like they are together in a tin can. Yeah. For weeks. Yeah. And so there's no fucking privacy. No. No, because no, so like, yeah, they give the, bud, the bed to the, Tony and Seb because they're a couple and they're fucking. Yeah. I mean, right. Like, so they're like, yeah, you guys take that bedroom in the very back and the rest of us, uh, the rest of us are in these bunks. And right. like, if you've ever, read another like you know rock star romance where they're talking about like, the tour bus and stuff or if you've ever seen a tour bus you know documentaries where they talk about this like it's literally just a fucking curtain you pull like there's mm-hmm. no privacy on a tour bus whatsoever no and those bunks and are so tiny they are they're very small she actually says at one point um i i'm mad at everyone who's ever like tried to depict 
sex on a tour bus in a bunk yeah. because it's bullshit. Like, it's right. so you cannot possibly, you know, right. and I mean, I guess you can, but like, you have to be really can't move. You no. know, like there's really not a lot of place no. to go. No, it's a tour bus. Like it is like when you the right. top of the bus is like literally like, and you got to imagine that everything under the bus is all your fucking luggage and shit. So like there's not a lot of room. Right. And so like you can't have more than two, like it's essentially bunk beds like yeah. on each side, but you don't have like every bunk is less than a bottom bunk because yeah. you don't have that yeah. much space. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like honestly like, like a, in a train car, like a sleepover train car. Yeah. Overnight train car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which there's makes just it not funny that like there's some like sexy times happen in a bunk, but not like yeah. full out sexy times because they're both like fucking realistic. Being like, I don't. In fact, he's like, I don't want our first time to be in this fucking bunk. Like, rightly right. so, dude. Rightly so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing too. Like they, um, there's no rush, which is kind of good too because they even say at like one point they're like. They're a couple weeks in and they're like, this is weird though, right? Like that we're like so um, in yeah. tune to one another and it's really like not been that long. But mm-hmm. it's one of those, if you know, you know, I guess. Like if you, right. yeah, why why fucking wait if like it, the spark is there immediately? And I'm like, and it, they seem to be very attuned to one another. So right, yeah, there's a lot yeah, of chemistry absolutely. between the two. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty like the first moment that they see each other i feel like zio did a really good job of portraying that chemistry of like the two of them are just kind of like staring at each other yeah and there's other moments you know like after they've even um like that he goes on the tour with them right and nothing i don't think anything happens on the first tour it's not until actually afterward and they hang out like outside of tour time yeah and they kiss for the first time but and then the second tour happens but like uh, by the time the second tour is happening, they, their bandmates are like her bandmates are starting to say like make comments. Yeah, like about yeah. like recognizing the intensity between the two of them. Yeah, and at one point she's like she even says she was like I don't want to say my boyfriend because like it's more than that. Like it's not just like you know like she's like it kind of like not cheapens it but like it like it doesn't what we have is it's, more than that. Yeah, it's not like an accurate description and it because it's so what's new. going on here yeah 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 okay so now we get to the part okay. we neither of us like to do we always yeah. have to do but i think it might be a combined for us maybe maybe you go first okay and then i'll say mine so and so i'm just saying this from because both of us are um sexual assault survivors so yes um, when we started the book, when I started the book, I was like, oh, because we just, we see that he, that Ty has been like accused of assault. Falsely accused, falsely accused of, yeah. of assault. Um, and he says he has not, we don't know what kind of assault. We don't know what the mm-hmm. parameters are. And as a. But sexual, from my life experience, I was like, holy shit. Like I just automatically went thought. Went there. Yeah. Like that's and where my brain went. That's where yeah. my brain went. And, you know, I'm going to say just because I want to relieve some of the people that are thinking this going in. It's not mm-hmm. sexual assault. It's not that. Yeah. So immediately I was kind of like, uh, it was, it's just survivors, survivors, like trauma. Yeah. Survivors like guilt. just PTSD. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, and. Because I actually knew a girl in college who did this fucking shit to somebody. So, like, yeah, it like 
it's awful. It's fucking awful. The person who's going like being accused of it too. It's just, it was like the fact that like you and I have both a number of Mm -hmm. sexual assaults have like, it was like, it was, it was tough. It was really tough. But the reason it's the reason I'm going to say that it was tough at first, but what I wouldn't say is like, you really start to like Ty and you really obviously realize that he's not, he's not what like he's portrayed to be. And, and mm-hmm. like and then you actually do kind of feel guilty a little bit not guilty but like you feel bad a little bit for his accuser because she ends up oh you know well she overdoses we yeah. don't see it i mean it's, yeah. it's a rough like, situation you don't meet her you like don't. she's not on page at any point she's no. just discussed yeah and so you start to feel bad like i so, mean i don't feel that bad for her but no you know, I, I don't but because she had some mental health issues that like she, you know but the fact is like so i want to say just from the fact i was like immediately butt clench and then like oh okay or like i right. was like immediately like unclenched my butt so <laughs> that was, right but right. and again that's not that's not the writing that's not the book it's just that is my ptsd so i mean if oh, a con, yeah, but con is like i will tell you guys if anybody else out there is like immediately starts getting the just know that that's not what this is about that's not what it is yeah and and like we said, you know, Ty is like a really good guy. Um, he's like the best dude. And he's, yeah, he's a really, really good dude. And I think um, as like, you know, a person with like that PTSD, I initially I was like, oh my God, like this, I don't want to hear his side of the story, you well, know? Right. But because then also, I was also yeah. like, but then I was also like how I was frustrated that Whenever, anytime there's a false accusation, it just makes it so much harder for the actual yeah. survivors. We also live in Ohio so with was, Steubenville, so there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's very close to, to home for us on multiple yeah. Yeah. levels. But, right, exactly. Um, but it does cheapen. Again, that's, yeah. the, the, you know. Right, but that's not what is happening here. here. No. So, um, you know, like if you start reading it and you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, that's that's not what's going on. So no. just push through and know that it's not um, a sexual assault. She accuses him of like hitting her and he didn't. But no. like he does nothing. And it's, again, it's just no, he does not. Unfortunately, just systematic racism and just awful. Yes. Yes. I mean, like truly. And I think that I think that's important. Um, I mean, I don't think it's important. It is important that mm-hmm. um, that we have stories like this mm-hmm. where um, that discusses, you know, this is a wealthy, I assume, white family who has yeah. accused a not wealthy black family of something. And he didn't do it, of course. But like, you know, he still got booked. He was still in in jail for a while. He then had to deal with like the fucking consequences of going through this and well and he also um, says you know, that well, trying to finish his degree and fucking can't right you know like that's bullshit well he also says like there also is a history with him and i think her name's marie as as that like they fooled uh, around too like they had right yeah they had like, and so that's around. kind of like where i was going like oh that's okay. why yeah, yeah exactly but i should say that too like like they well, had like name? a sexual mary oh 
Marie. Mary. It was Meredith. So Meredith, Mary. Yeah. He called uh, her Mary. Yeah. And so, like, there was that history, too, there. So it was, like, not knowing that piece, which I think is fine, right. like, not knowing that piece. But just, just so those of you who have that experience just know, like, going into mm-hmm. it, that's not what this is. Yeah. Not that it, like... Not what it is. Not that even if it was that, like, it, and he was falsely accused, it would be any, you know, different. But just the fact that it was, like, just know. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't count him out. Let's just say that. Right. Absolutely. Um, for me, and this sort of came out of like our, it's reading the book coupled with the interview that we had with Zio. Mm -hmm. I feel like the editors are getting in her way. Agreed. Because she made a couple comments during the interview about like, you know, she writes romance. She is a romance writer. And I feel like they're trying to this this series in particular is with um an imprint from source books and um source books casablanca and i feel like they're trying to like make it more women's fiction yeah than romance um and i i was bummed about that because like you're it's like when it's like when you hire someone to do a job because of their expertise and they don't let them fucking do their job. Yeah. Yeah. Like she had this idea that she pitched to them and you bought it. So why her, are let you her like, yeah. let her do it. Like just let her do what she already had in her head. Yeah. Um, and I know like she had said that they, they wanted to like bring back the spice level a little bit and fine. Like I'm whatever. But also, like, just let the woman write. Like, let her do what she's good at. And and write. And readers want spice. So, like, they if they haven't listened to the readers yet, then they need to fucking get on the ball because that's what the readers want. They want spice. Like, I'm sorry, how many years ago fucking was Fifty Shades of Grey? If that didn't fucking learn right. you some, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Like, if you didn't get the fucking memo from that was all the soccer moms who wanted easily. fucking like Fifty, oh, easily. If like a fucking you know soccer moms wanting like fucking bdsm i don't tell you they're publishers i really don't know mm-hmm. at this point right and she did mention and i didn't realize this until she said it but um bloom is an imprint of source books so like bloom is where is the imprint that is buying like the spicier books like i think that's where emily mcintyre is mm. um and maybe maybe even mariana i'm not sure but um you know like I get it and that's that's fine if you want to stick like a you know more like spicier stuff on one imprint and quote sweeter stuff cleaner stuff on the other fine but like you know I fine not not this not everybody wants the same level of spice and that's totally fine but I just don't it bums me out that she felt like or that she was told like that she needed to pull back yeah on the spice level like she legitimately she literally told us that so i don't know yeah that just if i want she is a very talented black writer and i just want her to be able to do her thing yep you know agreed and she's got other books and i'll read the other books like love on the byline is one that sounded interesting to me Mm -hmm. so i'll probably um read that one as well but yeah, it's yeah, just that's yeah. all. Yep. Yeah. Let the woman write. Let the woman. Let the woman write. 
Mm-hmm. All anyway. right. Metamen. All right. Okay. Go Do you for want it. me to start? Okay. I yeah. fucking love the, the relationship that Ty has with Pop Pop. Oh, I it's so cute. I love it. I love it so yeah. fucking much. Um, because yep. he's so, like, so down to earth and real and just, like, and, and maybe because, like, I don't know why. Like, I was, you know, I've read this book in the last couple of days. We try to read the book closer mm-hmm. to when we do the, we read some before, yeah, so obviously. Yeah, we don't, like, like, forget things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and so, like, you know, we, you know, um, and maybe just because Carl Withers just died yesterday, like, in my brain, Pop Pop came out as Carl Withers in my brain. Um, but, and um, so, like, I kept imagining him saying all this stuff, and it made me feel happy. What? Um, yeah. Wait, I did not know that Carl yeah. Weathers died. Yeah, he passed away yesterday. Like, young. He's like, like 76 no or something. I no idea. Like yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it was sudden. I don't think it was. I think it was he a heart was attack. He was 76. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, oh Apollo God, Creed. I no idea. Yeah. Oh. Super sad. But so in my brain. He just had a birthday. Yeah, in my and I just think of him in Arrested Development and like so like in my brain though like every time like in my head when I was hearing Pop Pop talk it was Carl Weathers like it was just like because I just love Carl Weathers so much, um, and he was in The Mandalorian. Yeah, yes, that's right. Fucking, he was the uh, like the mayor or whatever. He was yeah. Oh God, he's so good in that. He was also fucking Chubbs in Happy Gilmore. Yes. Yes. Like, he's been in a ton of things. Yes, it's Carl fucking Withers. Aww. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, super sad. Um, I'm sorry to, like, <laughs> fucking be the one to tell you that. Um, I got the message <laughs> when I was so in a meeting. now. <laughs> I was in a meeting yesterday. I got, I got, like, the... <laughs> Anybody who has news notifications on their phone fucking knows, right. like, Jesus H. Christ, if something comes across, it's going to be something bad. And I saw it. I just saw Carl Weathers. Oh. I'm like, motherfucker. And um, I just knew that that was not going to be a good one. It's never like, Carl Weathers won an award. Like, <laughs> maybe he did, but I doubt it at this point. Like, oh, God. You know, <laughs> what is that? My, my Birbiglia joke. Whenever they say, we found something in your kidney and it's never and it's season tickets to the Yankees. Uh, it's never like that. It's never like that. Oh, Anyhow, her. I'm looking oh. back at my notes here and like he just the way he okay. Um I have so many notes for this book. Um uh, <laughs> Hold on cuz there's like <laughs> I'm trying to find the one that was like, oh, here it is. Okay. So, um, uh, Ty, Ty comes home and from, from the first, um, tour and it's his birthday and pop pop has like, and also pop pop is like on a like fucking like, uh, kick of being, well, not even a kick. It's his hobby. He is a baker. Um, and he tries all the mm-hmm. different kinds of like, you know, uh, baking recipes he comes across. And he's like obsessed with uh, reality TV baking shows. Um, and he makes, he makes a cake for him and Ty's like, you know, and like has a little party just for the two of them. And he's like, you didn't need to do all this. Ty pulled his granddad into a hug, kissing his cheeks down loudly uh, like he used to when he was little. I love this line. I'm just actually getting teary when I think about it. Who else is going to celebrate you? His grandfather put on a chair. Knowing you, you pretend it was just another day. It is just another day. I just love that. Who else is going to celebrate you? I just love that. Yeah. I mean, it's so sweet. 
Um, um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, so, and then, so Ty and, and Kayla are having a talk about like their lives, like how their lives are going and like what they learned growing up. And Kayla says to, to, uh, Ty, didn't your dad or granddad ever give you the talk? The one where they tell you, you have to be better, that you have to do the best so that no one can question your place in the world. A passing police siren turned on its placing car, turned on its siren and Ty flinched. He shook his head with a pride grin. I got a different talk. <laughs> I mean, like his, yeah. like the fact that like, um, I know I have another one. Um, I was just texting Mr. Chronic and I was like, Carl Weathers died. Oh no. <laughs> yes, I saw that. He goes, fair. Do your podcast. Uh-huh. And I was like, I am. It came up. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, you had one, though, didn't you, about um, Pop Pop? Um, I don't have, I don't know that I, like, saved any. My, like, Kindle, it was being weird. Like, it wasn't letting me actually highlight many things. I don't know why. So I ended up taking some screenshots. But um, I, there were just, like, Oh, oh, the one I had was um, when Ty calls Pop-Pop to tell him that he met someone. Pop-Pop says to him something about, I don't have it like immediately on me, but he says like, um, are they good to you or are they nice to you? And it was such like a, a really inclusive, sweet moment because Ty is, at the very least, like, not only attracted to women. He is yeah. also attracted to men. I don't know if that, if that's like, well, he does not self-identify that he is bisexual or pansexual. Like, I, I'm not sure what he would call himself, but he is not only attracted to women. Yeah. And, um... Like he has dated a man in the past and but has not talked to his grandfather about that. Right. So his grandfather clearly knew on some level um, that like maybe his friend Sean was like more than his friend. But he doesn't say like, oh, who is she? Can I meet her? Like he says, right. are they good to you? And in that moment, like Ty realizes maybe Pop Pop knew this whole time that I was not only attracted to women. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, pop pop is just pretty fucking great. Like he, I mean, mm-hmm. um, they have this very, like he'll call home from, from, um, on tour and it's kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and pop pop's always usually watching like some surreality TV and, mm-hmm. And when things start going down with this, like, reporter that's getting kind of pretty nosy, he's pretty much like, you, I will fucking deal with this. I will deal with this woman. He's like, don't do that, Grandpa. Don't, don't, you know, Pop Pop, don't worry about it. He's like, no, you, I will handle it in my own way. And I just, he's just a good dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's very protective of Ty. He's very sick of, like, the world shitting on Ty. Well, and also he's been the one to push, be like, you need to take some legal action against pretty much like the university yep. at least. 
and sue their yep. asses. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and he's like, I don't want to, you know, Ty's like, I don't want to like get back in the public eye and blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah. I don't want my name in the headlines again. Yeah. But like their relationship is just so sweet. It's so sweet. Yes. I love so every cute. interaction I between the them. two of them. Yeah. 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 Pop Pop was very clearly like a really important um, person in his life that kept yeah. him from like spiraling badly. Yeah. Like, and he's the only one he has. So, I mean, like, that's like he, yes. he and his, and his father uh, raised him until his father passed away. I don't know if we, I mm-hmm. think he was sick. I think, I don't know if we I, I got that impression. Yeah. His mom think... died when he was kind of young. In a car accident, I believe. Yeah. Because she was a teacher, I believe. I forget. Maybe. I think she was a kindergarten teacher. Anywho, that's my bottom Aww. line. Okay. Um, mine is uh, the studio stuff because I love that shit. Um, yep, my, yep, yep. what I wanted to do, like in my, you know, early aughts Hustling. was audio engineering. And so um, it was fun to, to hear about like, the recording process and there's a moment where ty is asking like about um uh the i forget i think richie is the name of the engineer yeah uh, you know if you've ever been in a studio like you have a giant piece of masking tape essentially which stretches across every channel that you have anything plugged into and you write what is plugged into every channel um <laughs> and so he's asking like I, I I think he literally couldn't read Richie's writing, but he was like, what is this? And there's this moment where he says, um, what or who is Tom one? And like, it's it's a drum in the drum kit, yeah. which is funny because like, he had never been in a studio. He's never seen that process. Um, and if you don't know drums, like you wouldn't know that one of the drums is called a Tom. Like there's well, a snare drum, a yeah. kick drum or a bass drum and like Tom's, you know, you wouldn't know that if like you didn't know anything about drums or you weren't a musician. Um, but it's, well, it's yeah. cute to see Ty like developing that knowledge and like learning it. And, um, I always loved having um, when I worked in studios, like people would be like, how do you know what all these buttons do? And I was like, well, if you know what one channel does, you know what they all do. It's the same channel just over and over and over again. For different- it could be a 48 channel board. You only need to know what one of them does. Like, yeah, it's, it's the same for every instrument, actually. You know, yeah, it's it's literally the same. It does, yeah. You just need to know what one channel of those buttons and knobs do. Um same as like I've told my child, you know, like if you know how to count to ten, you you can count fucking forever because it's the exact same thing over and over and over again. You're just into, adding into perpetuity, a different yeah. number in the beginning. Yeah, it's just it's the same thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was fun to kind of like re immerse myself in that yeah. environment um, because I don't do it anymore. So it was it was fun to like be back into it and no like i knew what all of this shit meant you know it wasn't um i didn't feel like i was out of my depth at any point just i right it was just fun to like kind of revisit that there's a scene where time in my life at the first i think believe it's the first tour that um ty is also acting as roadie pretty much as a roadie yeah (laughs) yeah and she's like telling him well i need this drum and this drum and this drum and seb just goes he Mm -hmm. doesn't know what those are just 
he's like, Ty, pick up that piece yeah. and that piece pick and take up that it thing. in. Yeah. It was very Can cute. You I was, that? It'd be like Great. me. Thank you. I will tell you that like we both worked at the same place that ha- that that mm-hmm. does music. Um, and music, I can right. tell you that when I started working in an admissions office, when I had to sell people on the place that does music, um, I was like, this is how many people are in an orchestra, right? Because <laughs> I was a singer. I didn't fucking know how many people were right. in different sections of an orchestra. So, um, but I still you- can't tell you that. I have no idea. I kind of remember, but not a lot. I, um, I remember which, si- which, which sections are the biggest. Um, sure, yeah. Sure. Um, but Violins like, are the biggest, you guys. Just mm, FYI. The, the, I, I cannot. Here's the thing. Everyone's going to hate me. I The violin drives me crazy. It can be very shrill. Viola is, is better. It's, oh, Viola is fucking top notch, baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it's I, so much like my ears like it better. Yeah, I tend to like go towards like tend to like more of the bass sounds, like the the bottom sound. Like I yes. love a bass. I you know love uh, yeah a, yeah a cello. Like, cello. Give me a cello. Give me in. Give me a bassoon. Give me you know yeah. Love those. Love them. Love mm-hmm. them. Take your flute and shove it up your butt. Um, yep. Oh, piccolo. God, a, get it oh, out of my fucking face. I will face. break it in fucking half like fucking the Hulk. It's too shrill. Get it away. I have never turned a Lou Ferrigno so fast and just ripped something in half by my sure anger. I mean, it's probably also why I have most of the fucking hearing loss that I have, but that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Totally agree. This book was great. Yeah. book was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was like a fun kind of trip down memory lane. Agreed. In for you know, in terms of like the music and the studio stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Would you recommend this book? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't see any reason not to. Right. Yeah. Um. Would this book um, embarrass our mothers? Not really. I don't um, think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. All right. We're gonna take a break. I want to come back and we're gonna talk about stunt casting and ratings and recommendaciones. Yes, and um, we will. The next thing you'll hear, though, is our um, truncated interview with Zio Axelrod. And um, if you are a Patreon, you will get to see the entire thing. Yay! On well, on our Patreon. So uh, we will take a brief respite. We're back in two and two. Hello, everyone. We are here with the lovely, talented Zio Axelrod. Thank you so much Hello. for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, the first, first of all, it's an honor for like you to be here. So thank you. <laughs> we are honored to have you here. Uh, the first thing that we that I that we want to ask at the top of our show, what we do is uh, talk about our bright spots for the week, and it can be big or small, just something that has made you smile this week. Do you have a bright spot? Yeah, well, I was telling you before we started, um, I popped down to Kansas City, first time in Kansas City ever, and I wish I had more time, but I went down um, to the brand new romance bookstore under the cover, which just opened, I think, a couple of months ago, and did a signing there with Laurel and Page and Kat Singleton, and it was such an adorable shop. Um, Carly has really put together something special there. I feel like she's on the cusp of building a little, like, romance book community you know, oh, and it's so, it's so sweet. And I was sitting there and this woman like 
was I guess she drove by and saw the sign outside and parked and came in and she said, I saw romance books on the sign and I was like, there's none around it. You can't find it anywhere around here. So this is my new spot. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. So this just made me smile. This is really sweet. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I saw on your Instagram that you have been down there. That's super cool. Um, yeah. One day I will go there. I love that they're popping up all over the country. These little, these romance yeah, bookstores. Yeah, they are. Because there needs to be more of them. Honestly. Yes. For sure. Yeah. For sure, there does. Um, really, there's like the ripped bodice on both ends of the country, but like we really yeah. need more in like in you know more yeah. um, regular places in the U.S., not like the giant cities on either end. Yes, true, true, true. Um, okay, so we also do we talk about stunt casting at the end of our show, um, and okay. we will we will choose. Um, actors and actresses to uh, go with characters in the book but we were wondering if you had anyone in mind when you were writing for uh, Kayla or Ty or anyone else um, in the in the book in this Lily's universe mm-hmm. um, the first character that came to me and this was before years before like I signed the deal with source books because the the idea for the band was sort of germinating for a long time but the first character who came to me was Lily and I think it was a photo of Taylor Momsen that I saw okay. mm-hmm. on stage somewhere. And then there was like a promo photo where she's kind of, she's sitting in a chair, one leg up, one arm over her head with this like sort of irreverent, you know, like pose, like, you know, who are you? And do you know who I am kind of thing? And I was like, oh, wow, that's so much personality going on in this. And so I've tucked that away. Um, for the first book, um, Tony was definitely inspired by the musician Her. Um, just because she's like multi-instrumentalist, they have the same like physical appearance and stuff. So she really, I had a photo of her next to my desk the whole time I was writing that book. Um, and Seb was sort of like a combination of Chris Cornell and I don't know. It was like a whole bunch of people that sort of like bad boy, like sensitive bad boy look or whatever. Um, and then for this book, there is no direct um reference for Kayla she was kind of just in my head as she was and sort of her own self um and for Ty (laughs) oddly enough he is a musician uh the person who inspired him is a musician called Moses Sumney and he is the physical representation of Ty so yeah but I collect characters and photos and people like over time and then sometimes I'm like oh they'll work perfectly for this book or that's who this person is this character so, yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> we will uh, we'll include those. We have a Pinterest where we put all of our stunt casting, so we can put them in our um we can create a Pinterest board for that as well. Oh, cool. cool. Yay. Um okay, so this is uh you have multiple books out. This is the second in this series. Mm-hmm. Um do you feel like you have a writing process down at this point? Um, do you have like rituals? Do you, is there something that you do when you sit down to write or you just like fly by the seat of your pants? I'm very much fly by the seat of your pants, but I did notice the pandemic taught me a lot. Um, like I'm sitting in my office right now. I didn't have access to my office for two years because my husband took it over because he was working from home and he needed like an actual closed in space, you know, with the door shut and that kind of thing. And I was like, cool, I'll work on the couch. I'll sit in the tiny guest room we have. I had a little like mobile desk that folded down. And I think I did all of my edits. Yeah, I did all of the edits for uh, the girl with stars in her eyes on this little mobile desk. Um, and I even did all my virtual appearances on the mobile desk. <laughs> like <laughs> that mobile desk came in handy. <laughs> Um, but I realized I needed like 
alone time, like proper alone time. And I needed like a, my own space. If there were deliveries or if he was like walking down the hall to get coffee or whatever it was, like it would throw me out of whatever I was, whatever zone I was in. So it wasn't until he went back to the office, you know, that I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I really needed this like completely alone, quiet time because we don't have any kids. So it was like no kids, no pets. It was like, yeah, I, I do need that. OK, that's my ritual that you know, I had no idea before that. I just kind of was doing it and didn't realize it. Interesting how it it was like the lack of the thing that you needed to yeah. make you realize yeah. that that's actually yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that's I did need that. Excellent. Yeah. Because before I was like, oh, no, I can write anywhere. Now I'm like, yep, nope, I need, I need quiet. Quiet in that I can put on my music and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. This this works. Never straying, this works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, since you brought up music, let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, Obviously, this series is following um, a band, The Lilies. Um, mm-hmm. And in your other books, you also talk a lot about music. This is not um, your only like music-based book. Um, yeah, you had ta- you had said that you're listening to music. Are you doing that while you write, um, or do you take do you take a song and run with that, and you need quiet when you write? How do you do that? No, I can't write without something in the background. Um, I I'm a mellophile. I have music in my head at all times. So I sleep with music, I do everything with music, or, you know, if we're watching a show or something like that, that's different, but like, I have to have music on. So I will, I have a whole playlist on Spotify, it's called The Writing Cave. And I think there's like 400, 500 songs on there, but it's all instrumental stuff. So it'll be like cinematic scores, light classical, things like that, like new agey, whatever, like something that's just atmospheric, you know? But then if I'm writing like a love scene or fight scene or something like that, I do have like playlists of songs that'll get me in those moods, you know, Mm -hmm. like I have Tool on a list, Tool and Deftones on one list, like angst and like, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then I'll have like Nine Inch Nails Closer is like on my sexy times. It's the first song on my sexy times playlist. Yeah. So love that. (laughs) Um, Trent, I'm also a Nine Inch Nails fan. um, And tool as well um trent yeah. Reznor is a cleveland boy so yeah he also he spent time in scranton i think too or was he born in scranton or something and then grew up in cleveland there's something about the some scranton random. thing because i was like scranton that's so <laughs> random <laughs> the only reason anyone knows about scranton pennsylvania is because of the office like yeah yeah <laughs> otherwise not a single person would know about scranton pennsylvania it's so random not a soul yeah yeah <laughs> um do you have I we have an ARC copy of uh, of the book and so I have not seen obviously like the published version. Is there like a playlist that goes along with it? Do you build them with your books? Yeah, I do. I just published the playlist last week, I wanna say. Um, in my socials and I do it all the time. Like I'm always doing playlists, but for some reason this one is getting a lot of traction. I mean, it is a banging playlist. I have to say it's probably one of the best ones I've put together for a book just because I've been collecting songs for this series for so long. And then over the last couple of years, it's been this explosion of alternative black rock. Um, and which is like making my heart happy because when I was doing my thing as a black alternative artist, there weren't that many people out there doing it. And getting gigs was really hard for me. So I'm like looking at all these youngsters coming up. I'm like, yeah, do your thing, you know? So there's quite a few of them on the list. Um, but yeah, I uh, I have like personal playlists for the books. Like the one for the Lilies is 
in the hundreds at this point. And then I curate that down to, you know, the 16 or 20 songs that like here, if you're reading the book, here's some, here's a nice little, you know, playlist to go along with it. Impressive that you can get it down to 16 or 20 songs. Seriously. (laughs) It takes like hours, (laughs) hours. That's awesome. I'll get, we'll get the link and we'll include it in our show description. Yeah. Cool. Um, so Ray, I mean, these are kind of, I'm like getting into music questions that you wrote. Do you want to ask about the... <laughs> yeah, so just a little back, backstory on Veronica and I, we both are musicians too. So we're like, we got so excited oh, cool. when we were reading it. So, um, we know, I understand that you, you, you know, you grew up in the music industry. Can you talk to mm-hmm. our listeners? I'm, I'm sure they will be excited. I know that we're going to geek out about it. So if you could talk a little bit more about that, but growing up in it, how it influenced you, that would be awesome. Yeah, sure. Um, when I say I grew up in the music industry, I mean that quite literally. I um, I did my first professional recording when I was four, and it was because my dad needed a child voice on some album, this album that he was producing. Um, so I would sometimes be in elementary school, you know, sixth grade or something, classes. I remember, <laughs> I remember this one year, he was working on a project, and he needed, like, younger voices, and I left school on a Friday, went to the studio, stayed there all weekend, and then went back to school on Monday. And it was like, and people were like, oh yeah, I watched this thing on the weekend or I did this thing. I was like, yeah, I was in the studio. <laughs> and I was like 11, <laughs> you know, but I didn't realize that like not everybody had the experiences that I did. So I learned as I got older to not talk about some of the stuff because people would either think I was lying or, you know, whatever. They're like, you're making it up, you know? So I just stopped. But yeah, it was a really interesting upbringing being around all of these incredibly talented people um, and celebrity or whatever. And it was, you know, it definitely influenced me in terms of what I thought was people were capable of, like what you could achieve in a career. Because, you know, if you're, if you're, born into a family where there isn't that creative career choice, then people are like, oh, you know, get a real job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like, no, here, people are actually, yep. yeah, yeah. People, people are actually making a living doing this. Although my dad did discourage his kids from going into the music industry because he he's so jaded about, like, the things that he went through. So he's like, you don't want to do this. But of course, we all did anyway. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, um, and I think, I didn't think I would write, like, books that was never on my radar um and so when someone says to me oh my gosh i was reading your thing and it's so lyrical the way you write and i'm like oh i like that you know like that's a great compliment <laughs> but it's because i came from songwriting so you know yeah. so it makes sense but yeah yeah it pops up in weird ways the music the music background i love that you love you included the, the the music in the book i thought that was awesome like the actual like <laughs> thing you know the yeah. sheet music it was that was cool that was really cool um, like, you know, um, look, now when you perform, can we like, can we, you know, send people to things that you've done that you yourself have done? Like, can we like point people where, where should we look for you? I do not. So I, I keep my book, my book self and my music self separate. Gotcha. And that's mostly because of my family. Um, gotcha. but I do record as the lilies. So I was I always tell people, if you want to hear me, like you can listen to the lilies. That's me. That's me and my band. Excellent. I know it won't stay that way forever. I'm sure somebody will figure it out. And it's really not that I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, Grammy winning, blah, 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 or anything like that. But like, I do try to keep 
um, a little bit, a yeah. little bit of distance between my family and me. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I love that people are curious, <laughs> which, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to the studio on Sunday because on Tuesday, um, when the book comes out, I'm doing like a release concert that I'd wanted to do when the first book came out. Um, and I haven't worked with my band now in a while. And so we're going and we're doing it like a crash rehearsal on Sunday. Um, they have the set list. We're all like, we're, you know, rehearsing on our own, but we're going into the studio on Sunday for like three hours to like bang out this set for Tuesday night. And I'm so nervous because oh, I haven't been on stage. I think the, my last gig was like right before lockdown for the pandemic. Oh my goodness. Like literally weeks before we all went on lockdown. So, oh, well, so much trauma luck. from that period of time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was a whole <laughs> album planned for the Lilies and the studio closed like permanently that I used to use, I used for so long and everybody kind of scattered. So we've been struggling to like get back in there and do something. So I think this might be the, hopefully fingers crossed the beginning of this project actually happening for reals, for realsies. (laughs) That would be awesome. Um, well, perhaps then are you, so we already have Tony's book. Mm-hmm. And we have we now have Kayla's book. Are we also yeah. going to get books for the rest of them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was a so, four book series. Yeah. So there's opportunity to to make that record then. Yeah, there is. There was. I had a whole timeline in my head of how things were going to go, and of course the pandemic put the brakes on that. So I was like, okay, we're going to release the single before the book, and then another single, and then the EP, like the whole thing. And then I had recorded stuff and re- started releasing it. And then we realized that everything was getting pushed back because there were like, you know, printer issues, all kinds of stuff. So everything kept getting pushed back. And I was like, okay, that's all out the window now. <laughs> you know, so you know, anything goes. But yeah, um, I think I, I probably won't, <clears throat> excuse me, release a full album until Lily's book because that's the one where their album comes out. Um, but there will definitely be a few more singles um, between now and then. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited. And I get to write more original stuff for them too, which is oh, fun. that's really exciting. Does that like really um, that I imagine that being like a really fulfilling oh, yeah. thing for you to to be able to incorporate that musical side of you into the writing side of you? Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's weird because my first I don't know four books had nothing to do with music, <laughs> and then someone said to me. Um, yeah, why aren't you writing about music? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. You know, um, and I kind of like <laughs> casually dropped it into one book. Um, but yeah, when I when Sourcebooks came to me and they were like, hey, we, you know, we want to work with you. What do you have? And I was like, well, I've got this idea. And but really, I mean, the books are great. But really what I want to do is create this universe, you know, so that's why the Lilies have their own social media and their own like website and the club they play at has its own stuff. You know, like I really wanted to make because I'm a big fandom person. So I wanted to make it like a fandom um, thinking of when I when I fall in love with a band, I want their T-shirts. I want, you know, to know everything about them. Like and so I wanted to create that for the reader. Um I did a little too good of a job, though, because I I set up a a Facebook page for the Electric Unicorn, which is the club in the books, and it asked for an address. And I was like, oh, well, if I were going to have this, where would it be in the city of Philadelphia? And there's an area called Fishtown that has like a bunch of clubs and like bars and venues and stuff. And so I picked like a point on the map that was in the middle of an empty block. There's like a parking lot or something there. 
And I got a message about a month later. And this girl was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know it was a real place. I'm going to stop by there tonight for a drink. I'm going to be in Philly. And I was like, please don't go oh, to this stabby, no, dark alley. <laughs> like, oh like, please. <laughs> like, please don't. You know, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to gaslight anyone. Like, <laughs> I made it up. Please don't do it. Please yeah, don't yeah, there. yeah. I mean, this happened to me once before. I had um, I had Twitter accounts for my characters from my first novel, oh my and they would talk to each other. And like people who had followed this the story from my Tumblr blog to the books knew what was going on. But then this one woman DM'd my character Sam and was like, "You're really hot. Like I loved that shot of you." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Dear lady, <laughs> I am a fictional character." <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, so like you said, you, were, you just did your job too well, you know? Yeah, like, you know, I'm too really good. Got into no. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I have to be careful, but it's fun. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Well, I want to say a quick thank you for including one of my favorite bands, and one of my favorite songs in that band is Muse's Hysteria in this book, so I was very excited. Oh! Yeah. Love yeah. So hard. Yes. So I was very excited. Even though I know it's Candy's song that she, but still, I still, it was great. Yeah. yeah I have, there's some things happening in my head. Cause I, the, the books, the story plays out in my head, like a film or in this case, mm -hmm. a series of films. So right now I'm, I'm imagining Tiff's book. Her book is sort of coalescing and there's some stuff happening with Candy that I'm, that's surprising me. So you might see more about that song <laughs> in the next book, but, um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's interesting. But there's it's interesting like thinking about the the music that these guys would have grown up listening to yeah. and the stuff that they're listening to now. Um yeah. like Kayla's brother was a really big like early aughts rock guy, like late 90s early aughts. So she grew up listening to the stuff that he listened to. Um you know, and I and I thought it was interesting. I thought her favorite drummer would be someone from a more modern group, but she hers ended up being the same as mine, Stuart Copeland. And then I think it's just because he's such a uniquely styled drummer and then his rhythms. Sorry, I'm getting into like some musician no, you're fine. reads here, but no, you're the polyrhythms that he uses um, in his syncopation and like his, he's just really, really different with his hands. Um, so I, th I thought it was cool that she gravitated towards him. Um, and while I was writing her book, um, Taylor passed away. Oh God. Yeah. And that, like I had to put the book aside for a bit because I was like, yeah, cause he was really much more in the book than that. But I took a lot of the references to him out because I didn't want it to be, you know, exploitative. But, um, but yeah, I, I watched, uh, there's a video of Danny Carey from Tool. Mm -hmm. There's a drum cam of him, um, playing Numa, And I think it's Vic Firth. So they'd like set cameras all around his drums and then you just watch him playing Numa, which is one of their more like intricate songs. I must've watched it like 50 times, <laughs> like trying to just see like, cause I'm not a drummer. So I'm like doing the research, trying to figure this all out. But, um, but yeah, the, the music that ends up in the books is just stuff that I thought, Oh, they would, they would have listened to this or their parents would have listened to this. Um, but the most interesting one I think to me was the toadies because, um, that was the first song that came to me that I thought, oh, the, the Lilies would have covered this. And so I covered yeah. the song and didn't think really anything about it. And then I got a really wild message from the Toadies manager. No and she said, um, my mom was in Target and for some reason picked up your book and she was reading it and 
saw the mention of the band in the book and messaged me and was like, you're the band that you work with is in this book. And she was telling me like, you know, her mom was like, oh my gosh, like, that's amazing. So they like bonded <laughs> over this Aww. message of the book. And they, the Toadies been really cool about it. They like did some promo for the book and they sent me all this merch to give away and stuff. And it's like, and they put me in their bio. <laughs> I'm like, this oh is so God, wild. If you go to the, if you go to the Toadies website, the, like they mentioned the girl with stars in her eyes. I'm like, this is wild. Like this, what is, Aww. what is my life right now? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that wild? They are so cool. Yeah, I, actually, I got to interview um, the drummer. It was supposed to be Vaden, the lead singer, and the drummer, but Vaden could, we couldn't make his, like, Instagram was being really mean to us. So, But I talked to the drummer for about half an hour on Instagram Live, and it was so much fun, like, hearing their story, taking notes in my head. <laughs> That's amazing. What, what, like, a strange web, you know, just to, like, Seriously. end up... <laughs> talking to all these bands that that you just enjoyed and put in your book you know that's that's very cool yeah sherry curie did a shout out for the first book and i did a little video promo for that from the runaways yeah it's uh it's been an interesting ride with this series yeah i I, (laughs) I think that's super cool all the shout outs in the book just felt i was like i felt so seen i was like god i know all these groups and these are really really nice this is so awesome yeah (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about Kayla a little bit. Um, sure. She uh, she has this this thing about um, you know being too much, and I feel like that's a that's something that a lot of women kind of go through, where uh-huh. oh, Winnie, um, where they feel like they have to like shrink themselves down to be more like acceptable members of society um and so i i relate to that you know aspect of her and so i was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and what um what prompted you um what maybe kayla spoke to you about that but you know like what what prompted that aspect of the story sure um well i mean i think like you said there's definitely women were told to like sort of like stay in your place and and speak when you're you know speak don't speak your mind and that kind of stuff um and i think also as a black woman you really get a lot of like you're too loud you're too aggressive you're too this even if you're just expressing an emotion you know um and kayla's mom is someone who was raised definitely i don't get into her past but you can tell from her personality and the way that she handles herself that she was told that as well And so she's like, in order to succeed in this corner of the world that we live in, which in their case is like the academic world, um, you have to sort of like stay in your lane. And so she's raising her kids, especially her daughter, to stay in her, stay in that lane. And Kayla's like, that's not my lane. (laughs) You know, like, you don't understand, like, I can't, this is, this lane is suffocating me. I need to, you know, take the exit, you know, and her mom doesn't understand that. She's, she thinks you're going to struggle in your life if you don't you know, conform, basically. And she doesn't think of it as conformity, but that's what it is, you know? Um, And I think Kayla having to choose between, well, in her mind, she's like, I either can be happy or I can be complacent. You know, I can be, I can make myself happy or I can make my my parents happy. And there's no way to do both in the beginning of the book. You know, it takes a while. And, you know, she's still, at the end of the book, everything's not magically resolved, but it's like, there's at least an understanding that, oh, this may not be the thing 
that, you know, that I wanted for you. You're my child though. So let's see where this goes. But, but yeah, she, she's, she doesn't want to suppress her joy, which I think is quite a brave stance to take for someone. Um, like I know that I won't be happy if I don't go this route. And so I'm going to choose the joy and whatever happens happens, you know? And I think for her, that's such a huge step because she's really on the fence about it, you know, knowing that she'd be unhappy. I, I think also there's, you know, we all, we all want like something better for our kids than what we had. And I think I, I have a daughter and I think it's, it's hard for me, um, to reconcile that like yes you have passion for this thing and you want to do this thing but like you still have to pay your rent you know like there still has to be a way for you to function in society you have to be able to make money to pay for things that you know yeah yeah. are necessary um and that's something that that i also resonated with in the book is is just kind of that that decision where you do want to be happy you're going to spend a lot of your time trying to trade your time for money and yeah. you know you don't want to be miserable that whole time yeah 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 and I also think that there is probably a little part of her and hopefully this isn't too much of a spoiler a little part of her that wonders whether or not her attachment to music and to the drums is because of her brother yeah. you know like maybe her mom is right <laughs> you know what I mean there's a little bit of that like hmm what if she's right you know um, so I'm really glad that she sticks to her guns and is like, no, this is what this is what fuels me, you know. And I think having Ty come into her life and see that in her, he's like, you know, when you're out there, you are so completely you. Like I'm so in awe of how you've like chosen your path and how you know who you are. And she's like, I do, you know what I mean? So it's <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, she's it's really cool. I love that they see each other, e- see each other in each other setting that up though because like you just said like they in the beginning you do have that like is she is she in the you know does she gravitate towards that because like just like you said but you do a really good job of setting that up and you take us there through that whole uh, progression and discovering of you know of her what she you know what what lights her up from inside and I think that you you do a really good job with that so you, you Thank, said you. It, you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You think I would do that? It's like forethought, but it's really, it's Kayla. My characters really pull me on the journey with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I very rarely do I like try to pull back and, and go in a different direction. And it's interesting with me, for me to work with an editor on these things, because um, as an indie author, I don't work with an editor. And so having someone go, you know what, in this scene, maybe so-and-so, so and I'm like, mm, that's not what they told me. You know, the character said, let's right. figure this out. You know, so right. sometimes it's a little bit of a back and forth. But but yeah, her her journey for me was, I mean, the whole series is a rock and roll fairy tale. This is like what I wish could happen, you know, for female rockers um, who are still considered an anomaly you know, and then you add women of color in there and then it's even more so. So I want this to be, I mean, yes, they get pushback, they get the misogyny, they get some crazy comments in this, in this book in particular, but I want them to push through that and find their success. So it's, for me, it's like wish fulfillment stuff I never got to do. (laughs) I think that's totally fair. I like, and you know, I think a lot of writers do that. This is, this is kind of wish fulfillment for for us, right? Um, I did want, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, you talked about being an indie author and, and now you have this deal with source books. Um, 
we had asked, we've asked a couple other authors about this as well, because they've kind of ended up with the same kind of deal where they're in the authors, but now it's specifically working with source books. So can you talk about the editing process and maybe what you're enjoying or maybe not enjoying about having additional people um, to work with in this capacity? Yeah, I have. Um, I work with Sourcebooks. I also work with Blue Box Press. Um, I did Love on the Byline with Blue Box Press. Two totally different kinds of companies. Um, one has like teams of people and, and all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, Blue Box Press is like four people. So um, the turnaround times are much faster. It's much more collaborative. Um, Sourcebooks is really good at thinking outside the box in terms of marketing. Um, and they have much more clear ideas of like what your title is going to be, what your cover is going to look like. I mean, they ask for your input and you get to like sort of, um, you know, yay, yay or nay things. But at the end, <laughs> you know, what they want goes. Um, and sometimes I think for the first book, it took a long time for me to reconcile myself to the title and the cover because it wasn't the title that I had sold to them. Um, but it does work for the book that I wrote for them. But I was like, oh, I don't like the title sounds like YA, you know what I mean? So I was like a little bit pushed back. Um, but no, they're, they're, they are, they were super excited about everything that I wanted to do around the series. So they were like, oh man, you're going to do music and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Um, and the editorial process for me for the first book was a little bit traumatic because my acquiring editor left in the middle of edits um, actually, actually after the first round of revisions. And so I ended up doing the book completely over, um, which worked out fine for the book, you know, and everything is, everything's good. Like she's in a new place and she's, you know, we're still friends and all that stuff, but it was just so like, wait, wait, this isn't how this is supposed to go. You know? Yeah. So I had to, I went to trial by fire. It was like, I went through two editors, <laughs> four rounds of edits, you know, for the first book. Yeah. Um, so it's been interesting. Um, what changed? You said that you basically redid the book with your second editor. So how different is that released version of the book versus what you had initially started? The first book, I think, okay, so there were, there were two full rewrites for the first round because I turned in the book that I thought I had pitched them. And she was like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I wanted it to be more like this. So I tried to write the book that she thought it was going to be. And I didn't like it. <laughs> and so I was like, mm. and so when she left, I was really upset that she was leaving because I love working with her. But I was like, maybe this is a chance to like, you know, write. And I had learned things working with her on that second, second right. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll take what I learned from her and what I wanted to do. And we'll sort of figure out how to marry it together. And that's what I turned in. And then it was a much smoother process at that point. Because I, I knew what their expectations were. But I also knew what things that I wanted to stick to. You know, like there's less heat and less romance in that first book because they, you know, they wanted to position in a certain way. Um, and I fought back a little bit more on the second one. I was like, I'm putting more romance in here because I'm a romance author. This is a romance series. Um, but I still had to take out some of the heat. <laughs> so, you know, there's give and take and there's, you know, this compromise and stuff like that. But at the end, I think I'm really proud of both books. And I think that um, the stories will resonate with readers, I hope. And I know some romance readers, especially ones who came during the pandemic, are really into high heat. There's a lot of dark romance, you know, lovers and stuff like that. And I'm like, this, these may not be the books for you, but, you know, the spice is there. It's just not, you know, all of it. So 
Um, we that's something that we've talked about actually um, on the show because we've we do a variety of indie versus trad published books, and we're starting to see um, trad publishers allowing more heat in their books. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see how that kind of evolves over time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm friends with, like, Katie Robert, we came into the business around the same time, even though she was, like, she had, like, two contracts when I was just trying to figure out what publishing was. Um, and I love watching her push the envelope, you know, because we're both with the same imprint. And so I love watching her push the envelope for them, because um, they've got, Sourcebooks has Bloom, which is all of their, like, really high heat, dark romance, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But Katie's with Casa, which is where I am, Casablanca. And so, like, she's an anomaly. I'm another anomaly. You know what I mean? It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's really cool. I love that we have all the variety, though. It's really cool. Yeah, that's honestly the it's the diversity and the variety that I think indie publishing has really oh, made yeah. possible. You know, I yeah, for sure. I'm so grateful. It's trailblazed. For it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, we kind of started touching on this a little bit, um, but is there like a particular? Um, message or takeaway that you're hoping readers will take from Girls with Bad Reputations? I think the quote in the beginning um, from Grace Jones about individuality and like owning your individuality, there's, I think in the age of social media, we had it, you know, before the TikToks and before Instagram and stuff like that, but it wasn't to the degree I think that it is now where people are kind of looking the same and sounding the same and everything is like, trend trends become lifestyle do you know what i mean like trends become personality and so i think people who sort of push back against that um or at least hold on to their own um i think is is a brave state a brave choice to make in an age where everyone is kind of trying to do the same or look the same or be the same so I, i hope that the message that people take from these from this book in particular is that it's okay to be yourself and that you should be proud and celebrate your individuality I love that. Um, uh, so I imagine that you had already talked about how you're working on Tiff's story. So mm-hmm. uh, she'll be book three. And then, of course, Lily then will be book four. Lily is book four. Yeah. Perfect. I knew Lily was going to be last because she's the most enigmatic of the four of them, even though she was the first to show up. She's the last one to tell me her story. So, And then I'm also working on another book for Blue Box Press, which is the follow up to Love on the Byline. So got two that. things going on. <laughs> How do you balance that? I don't. Not very okay. well. Um, <laughs> I'm really bad. I'm really bad. I can't lie. There's a reason why I haven't released a full-length indie in a number of years, which is also something that I want to do later this year. Um, I kind of put my indie stuff on the hold because I knew that I was going to be on someone else's deadline, and I wasn't sure how I was going to handle that. So I just kind of, you know, did some. I've done novellas and stuff here and there, but nothing full-length. But, um, but yeah, I... I'm just trying to figure out now how to manage not my time as much as compartmentalizing the stories in my head because Sourcebooks owns the world of the Lily. So I can't mention anything about that in any of my other books and all my other books are connected. Mm. So I have to be careful not to talk about any of the clubs or the band or anything like that in any of my other stuff. And when they all live together in my head, it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, is there anything else that, uh, that you want to talk about before we wrap things up? No, I'm just super excited. Um, 
you know, the book comes out on the 6th and it's been three years almost since the first one came out, which is a crazy amount of time. Um, So I'm really enjoying watching people discover the first book over the last couple of months and, or they've read the second book as an arc and going, I had no idea this was a second in a series. And then they go back, you know, um, just, I'm, I want people to hopefully discover the world that I've built with the lilies because I've tried to make it as immersive as possible. Um, and I just got art commissioned, which I just started debuting. So yeah, there's some really fun stuff coming. So hopefully people Amazing. will stick along for the ride. I love that. Um, we're super excited about it. And we really appreciate the opportunity to have the arc and to, and to speak to you for a while. Um, our episode actually publishes on Tuesday. Um, we, I mean, we did oh, that on purpose. Sweet. So we, we released on Tuesdays and we were like, well, the book comes out on the site. Like we, you know, that makes yeah. sense. Um, so we will make sure to, to send the episode your way so that you can listen to it if you'd like to. Um, but thank you yeah. so much for being here. We're really yeah, honored that you were you able so to much. take some time with us. Congratulations on the book. It's really thank wonderful. You. I can't wait for other people thank to you. read it. Yeah. Thanks. I'm so happy that you guys, you know, reached out. It's really great talking to you. I'm sure we'll do this again sometime. I hope so. <laughs> love I hope to so. That. And I want to hear more about your music, so we'll talk offline, but I want to hear more about your musical backgrounds too. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually how we met. So yeah. yeah, it is actually. Oh, cool. That okay. One. That's yeah. a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big nerds over here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate you very much. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. Thank you. And we're back. We're back, bitches. Um, We hope you enjoyed our uh, discussion with Zio Axelrod. She is such a sweet human. Um, Again, we thanked her already, but thank you so much for uh for joining us and letting us um ask you questions for an entire hour of your life um it was really our pleasure and our honor so um i hope you guys all listened to it and enjoyed it yeah absolutely um the last portion of our show is uh dedicated to ratings stunt casting hard tea uh stunt casting and then um you know what else we've been reading and listening to so um shall we discuss do you want to do ratings first yeah my dear would you like to Mm -hmm. tell people how we rate things on this podcast i'd be jizzed about it okay um first off we do we don't do a star rating system because we feel like that's very nor bars um because we feel like it's very broad so um you know something that someone might give five stars to another person might give three stars to and there could be any number of factors based on those stars so instead what we do is um we rate based on hearts and eggplants hearts are how romantical was this book did it burn the cockles of our black hearts um and eggplants are spice level essentially um how hot was this book it's not meant to be a binary thing it was just what we started with and we don't want to change it frankly at this juncture um some people use chili peppers some people use fire regardless it's just spice level okay yep ray what would you like to begin with because I'm the Grinch and because my Ooh. tiny heart has shriveled in my chest. Let's do hearts first. Let's Sorry. expand that. Okay. 
I'm going to go with two and a half. Okay. Because we have insta love. So it's like, it grows. It's a slow burn, guys. It's very slow burn. It is. But at the yeah. same time, like, they're like, it's insta chemistry. So, like, right. it, like, I would say love the fact is, like, I would even get, I would be pushing on the three just because, like, he's, like, such a proponent of her. Like, I mm-hmm. love the fucking, like, you know, like, um, confidence he, he has in her. I think that's awesome. Yeah. He's, like, an immediate cheerleader for her. Like, and it's... 100%. Very sweet. Yeah. yeah. And he's, um, like, just as awesome. Like, he's, he's yeah. like, he's super intelligent. Like, yeah, I mean, like, he's, he's a... He's They're a talking about, like, like he's, books and, like, quoting poetry to each other, like, pretty quickly. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for... My dear. For her part, I will all... Okay, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm gonna say, my dear, would yeah. you like mm-hmm. to go? I would. Um, I gave it a three. Um, and to that end, while he is... Um, a big supporter of her. I feel like there are also a lot of moments where she is a massive supporter of him as well. And I yeah. know, like, if you yeah. were also like alluding to that, but um, when that fucking reporter starts like sniffing around, and they realize just the depth, like, and the the um, lengths that she has gone to uh, to yeah. get information. Um, she is like Kayla is right there and she is like no you are one of us now and we will have family. Jordan on this like you are family now and Vin we Diesel. will family family like we, we <laughs> Dominic will take care of you never never not awesome um, but she <laughs> she very much is like you are a part of this family now and and we will we take care of our own because again found family and you know how I feel about that but like she's so supportive of him in that endeavor and like let and it's like Jordan do you know do whatever you need to do to find this information and even like before then um way before then like Seb is talking to her about like he has a case if you can convince him he could probably like get his legal fees back, you know, I mean, at the yeah. very least. Um, so yeah, but like, also, and, like, and that's like a very not, um, some people might not see that as romance, but like, I think that that is intrinsically romantic that you are just like really looking out for this person that you care for. Well, I think it also speaks to like, what are like let her write romance she writes romance yeah. let her write romance i think mm-hmm. like i think for i mean like if we had followed the general like there should be a third act breakup there there's no third act breakup here which is fine like yeah because i'm such, glad there like, wasn't i didn't want one same same like it, the way the trauma these two go to like like we don't need it we don't need a third right. act breakup yeah. Um, but the fact is, like, I think it could, like, for me, it would have been higher if, like, I think there would have been, like, let this fucking woman write. She can fucking write. Let her do it. Like, let mm-hmm. her do her job. Yep. yep. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Eggplants. Uh, eggplants. Um, I'm going to say two. Okay, fair. I also said two. Because, like, there are definitely some moments. I feel like if they would have just let her write, it would have been closer to a three. 
um, the moment with them, like, first really, like, going to places sexually is takes takes place on the tour bus in the bunk. So like we already kind of talked about that. Um now there's I have a this quote when you get So at one point they start like things are getting like hotter and um he says I'll make a mess. And listen I was expecting her to say, I will clean it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. With my tongue. She didn't, but. No. I was just like, what? to me, it would have been like a three or more if that is the way that it would have gone. I do love that scene because, as I said, it's not mm-hmm. like. Uh, super like oh my god explicit it's because they mm-hmm. have fun like they, they end it on a yeah. joke actually it's a very like yeah. witty little like, like between the two of them it's very playful and it's I very think cute. like it's very cute and honestly like I don't know if we get that in a lot of books with this with sex it's like so fucking serious I'm like okay but yeah. sex is kind of fun and playful and like fun with a capital yeah. F so it's it's also flirty it's also just like it's yeah when you're in a fucking bunk, you know, bunk bed, um, it's kind of fun to like, just be, you know, just messing around. You're, you're literally messing around. That's what you're doing. And it's the first time that they are like really getting to this point. And so it's, yeah, you can't expect it to like be flawless. You know, like there's clearly awkward moments where they're like, this is a very tight space that we are squeezed into. And like, how do we navigate it? Yeah. But, you know, I want to say there's something and I want to bring up this because I want us to talk about something else, like another quote from a different book. But I think it also is the same feeling. And there is this is comes before they even play, you know, mess around as this a feeling of want. And mm-hmm. this like there's something sexy. And so like kind of I mean, it's obviously sexual, but there's some like sensuality that comes with wanting. Mm-hmm. And there's a. um she says, um, don't decide right now. Think about it and text me, call or call me. I'll tell you, Jordan, to request you specifically if you want. His eyes darkened when she said the word want. Do you think that's something you might want? She asked, suddenly nervous to hear his reply. Now, I just wrote a review um, for the book Into the Bargain. And we mm, talk yeah. about literally the same fucking thing. Colleen um, Cowley, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find, um, uh, Jesus Christ. All right. Come on. Um, oh, here it is. Okay. So it's the same thing. Like want is such a, like a very, um, permeable thing where you can feel it. You can touch it. You can taste it. Like we've all wanted something Mm -hmm. and the feeling of like, there's nothing more desirous or more exhilarating when there's something you want so like so horribly bad and then mm-hmm. you suddenly realize you can have it mm-hmm. that's like almost orgasmic when you think about it yep um but in the quote in um and in, in into the bargain is do you want to miss novak and we're literally just talking about he's asking her if she, she wants to go see a, like a feminist speaker and she says, do you want to, Miss Novak? He stopped walking. His gaze pierced her. Want. Such a dangerous word. 
and it's so fucking true. Like, like yeah. w- want is like, I mean, fucking as I almost wrote, I didn't, I took it out. I was like, because this is like, but want empires have fallen over want wars have been started over want. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something fucking sexy about Helen of Troy. Something. Thank literally you. started a war. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the wars have been started over less, but like, yeah, empires are fucking fallen over want. So, absolutely, yeah, it's sexy as fuck. So, mm-hmm. um, again, let the fucking woman write. Yep, let her yep. write. Yep, yep, absolutely. Sorry, I took a tangent. I apologize. No, that's fine. I mean, I was basically done. Like I said, two, and could have been more if they'd have let her write. Um. Yep. I, I mean, I don't want to say, like, I know we keep saying that, but, like, I I don't want to give the impression that the book is, like, not good. I, it's so I'm good. just saying, like, it. I think it could be better if they would let her do what she's good at. Do her all. thing. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. All right. We're going to move on to stunt casting. So yes. if you don't know what stunt casting is, so we decide to like, okay, so if they're going to make a movie of the book, yep. who would we want to play these characters? It could be, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be an actress, actor or an actress. It could be a model. It could be a, an athlete. It could be just like, you know, um, random celebrity. It, it doesn't yep. have to necessarily be actor and actor. So, Absolutely. and we always start with the ladies because we're here for the dudes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> both of us we're here are, for the boys. um, female presenting um yes. but both of us you know kind of like are on the queer spectrum at some point probably um yeah. probably yeah mm-hmm. um so we like each sep- each gender well all the genders equally um mm-hmm. so let's tr- let's start with kayla would you like to start for me madame sure i would love to um <clears throat> so there is a lot of discussion about um I'm going to open these tabs while I'm kind of talking to you about this. There's a lot of discussion about um, her red hair. And Mm -hmm. she is also black. So, like, Mm -hmm. there's... We know, and we'll put this on Pinterest, um, but Zio had had her, the artist her, in mind when Mm -hmm. she was writing about Kayla. Um, For me, I was thinking of like, she also says that she's like lighter skinned. Um, Mm -hmm. So when I started searching, because again, how we handle this is like, you know, in this case, I think I searched for like, um, female black actress in her 20s like i think that's what i searched Mm -hmm. for when i was going for this this is like the first person that came up for (gasps) me or like one of the first people and i was like absolutely um i went with hallie bailey who most recently played um uh ariel in the live action little mermaid so pretty she's also in the color purple Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. She is. Um, The thing that really got me about her was that, like, 
she in when she so is playing Ariel, her hair is like a reddish color. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of what like immediately drew me to her. But, you know, she's musical as a person uh-huh. because like she's playing a person in a musical. Um, so I know that like that's a thing that she could handle. Um, oh, she was also in A Wrinkle in Time. Um, yes, 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 yes. She's so good in it. Yeah. Yeah, but she's she's very talented, um, and I thought that, you know, that would probably be, like, a good – I think she would so do pretty. well in that role. Yeah. I am trying to remember. Yeah. Oh, she was born in the year 2000, so she is quite literally she's 23, 23 she's like, years perfect. old. Yes. Um, her birthday is in March, so she – oh, she's an Aries like me. Um, so she's only 23 <laughs> right now. Um so, like, pretty good, you know. Who is your Kayla? So, I went with, I, I, I found this girl. I don't know exactly. She came up in a, in a search I did. And, wow, that is not a good picture. Um, <laughs> it's just like a quarter like, of her face. Face. That's not great. <laughs> That's not Maybe two thirds of her face. God, why I have so many. Well, this is probably why my fucking um, whatchamacallit doesn't want to work. Um, I had to yeah, like why? turn off my computer recently because everything about my computer was like, I'm not doing anything anymore. Leave me alone. Here I go. Okay, this is her Instagram. That's why. Um, I can still see numbers moving on my um, on my uh, uh, garage man. So this is <laughs> Lovey Simone Abong. Oh. Um, and um she is be fucking beautiful yes she's around i think she's 25 um but that's her and then um gorgeous gorgeous um Mm -hmm. and then um here's another one um of her uh let's see oh here's one oh god um her natural beautiful hair i fucking love it fucking gorgeous right and then lastly this is when she was young but like this fucking smile just sends me man this fucking smile sends me and she's just when beautiful. she was young she's probably still young yeah oh she my is God. but like fucking look at that smile look at that fucking smile damn it oh my hot God. adorable so like she's adorable here she's probably like 17 here but like probably. this girl is fucking hot now like she is What's like that fucking again? i love uh lovey simone apung a O P P O N G. Um, yeah. Um, she is just adorable. Um, I'm, like I know, she, like she's been in a bunch of sh- stuff. Um, uh, let's see. She is doing like oh god. Um, she was in the remake of The Craft, which we did. Like, unfortunately, we did not watch for um <laughs> for B three for B three. Um, right. No. Um. I mean, like, she's a working actor, right? I mean, she's, like, got a ton of, like, stuff on her, like, credits to her. I mean, she's also, like, literally 25 years old, and she has a a lot more credits to her name than I do. Um, I, I guess she's really well known for Power, Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, which I believe is a Tyler Perry show, I believe. Oh, um, okay. Um, yeah, she's very pretty. Um, I also know, I love that her name is Lovey. Um, so, yeah, yes, that's fine. It's adorable. Love what that. about you, Madame? Um, okay, so we are moving on to the boys. Yes. Let's hear it for the boys. Yep. Okay. Um, I 
I should have technically known who this person was, but I really didn't. Um, I, again, searched um, male black actors in their 20s. Um, And this was one of the first people that came up. He was on Stranger Things. It's not like the main... (gasps) It's It's not not the um, main kid. No. Yeah. Um, But... Oh, is it uh, one he, of the is one of the high school boys? It's one of the high school boys. Um, okay. Here, I chose Miles Truitt. Now he oh, has been—he's still kind of up and coming. He literally just turned twenty-two. Like his birthday was two days oh, ago. Oh my god. Um, I know. So he's been in like he's been in a few things starting in twenty seventeen. Basically, um, he played a young Ronnie DeVoe in the new edition story, um, and then he's been in a few things since then. He was in, in an episode of Atlanta. Um, he's been in a, he was in a thing called Kin, which I think has kind of like gotten some attention. Um, but of course, Stranger Things. He played Patrick McKinney. Yeah. I think it was one of the basketball players. Um, I think. In the last season, like he's one of the ones who gets like when they're it's it's kind of like a horror movie that like that that last yeah. season because they get take like picked off one by one. Yes, I think he's yes. one of the ones who get picked off. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, but he's just like kind of adorable. He's five ten. He is um, so cute. Yeah, right. I feel like he could pull off like a utility kill, you know, because that's like discussed frequently. A hundred percent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's. He's a really adorable human. Um, I pictured Ty as, like, tall and, like, not lanky, but, like, also not built. You know, like, some some sort of in-between. She says that, though. She said, like, he's, like, he's not... Because he doesn't have time to, like... She's, like, he's not, like, working out of the gym. But he's got, like... He's got nice muscles. He's defined, like, a little bit. Like, he's got, like... Yeah. Nice musculature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Super he's cute. He's just like right. Like he's really adorable. Like, like and I he seems like he him. looks like a nice person. Yes, he does. Yeah. Like if I saw this man driving a bus that I were on, I'd be like, "Hi, you're adorable." Can we talk? Can we hang can out? Can we just hang out and have fun? Like do you seem like a nice. Can you person. tell me? Yeah. Can you recite poetry to me, please? Thank right? you. Right. Let's trade back and forth Edgar Allan Poe lyric. You know, like. I don't yeah, know. I just feel super like cute. he's he looks like this just nice human. Agreed. And it was pretty easy for me. Like when the list started populating and I was looking at images, I was like, this dude. This dude. <laughs> um again, we'll put this on um Patreon, but also our Pinterest um in our interview. And if you listen to the interview, um she Zio was picturing Moses Sumney mm-hmm. uh as uh, as Ty. Uh, darling, who did yes. you choose? So I was looking and um, this gentleman showed up because I was looking for like somebody around like 25, 24. Sure. And this gentleman showed up and I. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, he has a beautiful face. I can't. I can't. Oh, God damn. Damn. Um, this is Brett Austin Johnson. And if you look at Brett, Brett Johnson doesn't work. But if you look Brett Austin Johnson, you'll find him. He is another up and comer. Like he's done like some short movies. Um, 
like uh, some shorts, but then he was also in five feet apart. But I don't know what like, he must have had like a like a uh, side roll. Um, okay. But he is an attractive man. He's real um, cute. He's he's very cute. Um, uh, um, she talks about him having locks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I wanted to find somebody. Oh wait, this is a um, this is a video. Will you play? Nope, you're not gonna play. Okay, don't play with me. That's fine. Um, it's an adorable video. He's just he's he is pretty. He is very like pretty. I. He's very pretty. Um, he has a beautiful face and a beautiful jawline and like his yep. eyes are so gorgeous. I just okay. He's he's <sighs> real pretty. He's real pretty. He's all of like twenty five. Yeah. Any hoozles? <laughs> Any hoozle beasles? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, like he, oh, um, yeah, there's a picture of him in a, um, in swim, swim trunks, like swim, that's trunks, swim gear. Um, I, yep. I will not include that. Um, so yeah, that's, that is that. (laughs) Cause he is 25. He's a baby still in my brain. The dude that I chose is literally just turned 22. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think it feels kind of dirty. Like that's the only problem I think we're going to start coming into is because both of us, like I'm 40 over 40, you're coming up on. And so for us to like, And to pick, I know, I know. Hey, baby, I did it. Um, I know. <laughs> um, but the fact is, like, we're, it's hard for us. To, I mean, we might have to, like, rethink this segment because it's going to be, like, us picking babies. And I'm like, ah! Because, like, we, what is that fucking horrible Matthew McConaughey? Like, all right, all right, all right. They keep, right, I keep right, getting older, right. but those they'll stay the same. <laughs> yep. It's a Taylor yep. Swift lyric. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's how a, does it go? Uh, well, I mean, that's the Matthew McConaughey lyric from uh, uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, Dazed and confused. Oh, is that? I just I keep don't... getting older, but those they all say this, but these girls all say the same. That's gross. And that came out first, so yeah, it did. Um, that could be um, in part where she got it. Where she got that? Um, it does. It's I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. Oh, that's a Leonardo DiCaprio lyric. Anyhow. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It's Okay, so here's gross. the bars on the fucking floor. Can we talk about like, two seconds about the thing I sure. sent to you about Leonardo DiCaprio? But yes. like, I think it's amazing that he is like propping up his his uh, Native uh, Native American uh, co-star for uh, Killers of the uh, Flower yes. Moon. Yes. I think it's amazing. I love it. But I want to be like, every man should do this. This is uh-huh. fucking the bars on the goddamn floor, people. Well, very much like Ryan Gosling talking about right. like Greta Gerwig and uh, Margot Robbie not being nominated. I mean, is he going to give it up his Oscar if like he gets? No, he's not going to. And I don't honestly no, like. I don't I necessarily say, blame him on that. Oh, I don't think he should give it up. I think like if he wins, I think he should bring Margot Robbie and Greta uh, Gerwig I think he up will to too. the stage. I th- I can and see. Him I doing think that. he will. Yeah. But the fact is, like, besides the fact that that's fucking bullshit, how do you have yep. a movie that's named after the fuck uh, one person and you don't name that? You don't, like, fucking nominate that person? But Just, you nominate the the male star? Man? Like, Did you watch the movie? Clearly not. I, also, I watched it last we, week, and as you know, I cried through most of it. 
most of it's it. It's so good. It's so, it's so fucking good. good. Also, like, I hate to out Mr. Veronica on this, but, like, Mr. Veronica cried more than once. When like, she and decides he was, to like, go into the we real finished, world? We finished watching it, and he goes, I need to go play something violent. Like, I need to go play a violent video game because I have to go to work later, and, like, I need to not be crying. Like, <laughs> I need to, like, snap myself out of this. I can't tell you how many times I've fucking watched this movie. I've watched it so many times. And the fact that they didn't fucking get it. No one fucking got it. One. And two was the fact that it was like, like, you know, I just, it, you can expand your number of nominees. You have done it for other fucking shit because you wanted to dominate the the dark Knight. That's why we have so many um, best picture because before mm-hmm. best picture was five nominees, but because you wanted to dominate the dark Knight, you, you made it nine mm-hmm. then fucking make it more for, for, because honestly you could have thrown like, um, uh, 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 um, um, the guy from all of us strangers, um, uh, uh, Andrew Scott. You could have thrown Andrew Scott oh. in best. You could have moved it to six people, and you could have moved. It. Come on, bullshit. And also, bullshit. You can't not. You nominate a movie for best picture, and you don't nominate the director. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fucking interesting, and we get to watch all of those movies mm-hmm. next weekend. Any hoozles? Um, now I'm gonna get my soapbox. Let's talk about recommendaciones. <laughs> you wanna start? Sure. So, um, I last week or last time we talked, um, I had a whole bunch of like arcs I had. So this is like me just reading books. Um, I started the Billionaires Back, which is a small town best friends little sister book, and it's um, I love that shit. I'm I'm about halfway through, and it's hot. Like he's loved her forever. You know and, I love that. Yep. Yep. And. He's adorable. She's adorable. It's great. Um, and that's another Kaylee Loring and Connor Crace, which like, that team is great. It's fucking yes. Tom. Like, Cause I think he writes the, the boy part and she writes the girl part and it works. Love. Um, Love. and I have been fucking chewing through all of Layla Faye's back fucking back catalog. <laughs> I, I got, I didn't even realize it was the day it was out. Like I was like, Oh, this is perfect. I didn't realize it was being released that day. Um, I read guarded by the snake. This fucking book. Nice. Like Jesus. Christ. <laughs> this book. Holy, holy crap. Um, it is. If you are, if you like, um, what is that? What is that kink where you like, you like to be full. You like to be like, you know, full. You know what I'm saying? Like, full, like, you know, like, <laughs> down below, if the lady likes to be, like, stuffed, stuffed, it's called stuffed, stuffed. If you like that, this is for fucking you, because holy, holy, holy cats, uh, he's got two dicks. Yep. Yep. Wow. And, um, yep. And they, they both go in one place. At some point. <laughs> of course, I could be remembering a different one, but I'm pretty sure it's that one. Because, <laughs> again, I, her books, if no one, if they're, anybody's they're sleeping hot. on Layla Faye, they're Don't fucking sleep on her. hot. She's amazing. Yeah. Do not sleep on her. Like, yeah. um, uh, Veronica and I both read Jack Frost, and yep. it is a, 
it is a it is a male um uh, uh sub 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 uh he wants to be he wants to be degraded he mm-hmm. wants to be dominated it's um mm-hmm. and also pegging uh-huh I was not sorry. Oh my god! I, I can't believe like I could have written that down. Like I don't think we we put that down, did we? In Throw a it on the list. Week? I'll no, we it. didn't. No, because I just I literally just like I I I slam through her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and she's a good writer too. That's the other thing is like yeah. she's a good writer. Mm-hmm. Like it's like she's she's you know I mean because like I said I've read some. I've read some monster smut that's not good, and right. but this is good. Like I would it totally is. recommend. Um, oh my uh, god, I didn't yeah. even realize. So I had, I honestly just like forgot that this was her. But I just downloaded Jacked, Ghosts of Halloween. Book yeah, the, yeah, 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 yep, yep. I like yep, kind yep. of didn't realize that was her. <laughs> I've read a number of hers by this point. I've read the. Uh, uh, Frost King one, I think it is. Uh-huh. A Frost Giant. That one's really good. <laughs> a lot of oil. So here's the thing. We were talking about this before we started. So like, there is within this whole like wedded by the like the mated temple. Like these, you, I kind of think this idea is really interesting. Like the the male sends a blood sample and the, the mm-hmm. female sends a blood sample. Right. And they're that's how they're mated. And they're like mm-hmm. supposed to be like, um biologically like meant you know meant to fit like so mm-hmm. but some of them can't fit because they're fucking dudes junk Massive. is so right. big um so the temple has an oil that it makes it like um it just makes it biologically work um mm-hmm. and i can tell you that in the giant frost giant book or frost king or whatever it's called he buys stock in it like pretty much like he's that's another one where they have to mate in front of other people to make sure. Yep. Cause he's like literally a King. Um, so he has to like wow. do, they have to do it in front of like his brothers to make sure like it's like witnessed and wow. you think it'd be like off- awkward, but it's still fucking hot. Anyhow, okay. that's me. All right. That's me. Wow. Okay. Well, I added Jack Frost, uh, to wed to the Jack, wed to Jack Frost right. on our list. Um, okay, so the the thing is, because I was uh, writing this, my second book has been different than writing my first one, and the et- in particular, the editing process has been pretty different. So um, yeah. I found, at least in this go-round, that I could not focus on anything. Like, I started yeah. um, this book that we were, I started... Uh, girls with bad reputations later than I usually would have like I usually would start a book if we're reading for the podcast like we record on Saturday nights usually I would start the book on like a Tuesday just to make sure like that I would finish it by Saturday I didn't fucking start this book until Thursday like I was just so immersed in Maggie that I just couldn't handle new things um, yeah. So basically, I was just rereading when Gracie met the Grump. I've been rereading this book. I've been like savoring it, like for two, three weeks now. Reading the paperback and like annotating the book, and just I fucking forgot how much I knew. I I remembered that I loved the book. Okay, like I remembered yeah. a significant portion of this book, but 
there are definitely things that I had forgotten. Like I texted you the other day and I was like, I forgot how rough it is. There's this moment where he has a bad day and he's grumpy as shit, you know? And like he has a bad day and the grump, yeah, the grump. And he ends up saying to her, like, don't expect anything else from me other than like essentially a roof over your head. And that like really drives a wedge in between them. And she is so upset by this. And, like, I could feel it. Like, it hurt to read all of that over again. Like, she literally sleeps on the floor. She's like, fuck it. I don't even need your bed. Like, I'm going to sleep on the floor in the guest room that you're letting me sleep in. Go back and listen to our review of this book. It's so fucking amazing. And we're in the minority, but that's fine. I'm saying the minority on this one. I don't give a shit. This book is is delicious on so many levels. Um, It's delicious, delightful. It's... It's wonderful. That episode is number 49. Um, it came out yeah. November 1st, 2022. That fucking book is amazing. And I also recently bought the physical copy, too. I bought that in Lingus. I was so... And I went yeah, back I, and read the piece, think, the part in Lingus that I love. Oh, my God. I love that book Where so He's much. Waiting That's for Her by the Door. Super underrated. Um, I'm pretty sure Mr. Veronica... Well, he must have. Mr. Veronica must have bought that for me for some Christmas, birthday, whatever, because it's signed. So he must have gotten it nice. like, through her website. Nice. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, that's what I've been because I just I just found like I couldn't focus on anything new. Um, yeah. So anyway, what have you been listening to slash watching? So, you know, I love youtube commentators and i, I found know. this one he's lit he's literally 25 years old but he's so adorable oh and he's like he does a lot of reality tv but he mostly recently <laughs> he did he commented <laughs> did commentary on i didn't know this was a show but it's fucking real tool academy from 2009 it's a fucking oh real thing so to give you an idea of the setup a bunch of women <laughs> signed their boyfriends up for a show the boyfriends thought they were being on a show they were um enlisted on a show called mr awesome but it was actually tool academy because they were the worst boyfriends okay so i was they gonna were supposed say to this is not to be... like a learning how to use tools this is like okay so anyhow um so uh, yeah it's it's very funny it's he's great on it and like what i like is he's he's doing on twitch so he has like people like responding to him in time and in fact like when he gets down to like who's gonna be the tool that goes home swear to god the the fucking like you know pack your bags you've got home he's like the the, the host goes you are a tool oh my god (laughs) please remove your jacket and put in the armoire as you leave and their girlfriends their girlfriends are there too Wow. Oh, it's great. Like, literally one dude Amazing. cheated on his girlfriend in the first episode. Yep. It's kind of amazing. But the fact is that we, with such, like, exploitation, it's kind of gross. Um, the yeah. other thing that I want to say, just, and also because, like, we're doing it for, um, uh, on B3, we're doing um, uh, Black History Month on uh, B3. We try to find, like, um, m- movies uh, that have either been directed by or and in this case, directed and written by um, uh, black uh, artists. And we uh-huh. we did a movie that actually uh, Veronica and I were actually going to do a review on. And yeah. I, I said, I think this is too gory. And 
I'm still on the fence about that. I think it might have still been too gory because after I looked at it, I was like, I don't know what Ween's talking about. Because um, there's like a whole like sewing up a brain uh, scene. It's, 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 but I think it's so fucking beautiful and um, it's so brilliant. It's the angry black girl and her monster. And it is a retelling of Frankenstein uh, based on, I mean, it's like, there, there's so many like homages to Frankenstein. It's gorgeous. She, she yeah. brings her brother back to life. Um, we don't know exactly where this oh, is God. taking place. I'm assuming California. Cause like they're, she's in school and she's wearing like warm weather clothes. So I'm assuming it's California and she lives on like, um, I'm assuming it's like a, a, a housing project. Um, and so like it's, I, I, I'm assuming it might be that, but I don't know. Cause we were not given any, we don't see any like uh license plates. So I can't tell. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. the director is a first time fucking director. Um, and I'm assuming first right time screenwriter, just brilliant, 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 brilliant. Mwah. Um, it's on shutter, but it's also on AMC plus. So if you have that, or you can just rent it, I'm sure you can rent it. Um, why are there so, I hate that there are so many streaming services. now. Well, AMC plus and shutter are together because they AMC owns shutter. Um, but you can rent it. I would assume you can rent it. It's gorgeous. The girl who plays, (laughs) we learned that the girl who plays, uh, Vicaria is the girl who does the voice of Dr. McStuffins. So, (laughs) (laughs) Right, I forgot you guys texted me that. Yeah, I mean, she's brilliant in this. Like, there is a scene, I just want to say there's a dinner scene that is so, I, oh my God, I felt it. I felt it. I actually recorded it with my phone because we're going to talk about it. But it's, it is like every, it's just so brilliant. It's brilliant. Anyhow, um, yeah, that's me. Love that. Um, I, again can't focus on anything new um so but i have had to like be in the car to go drive to things and do things and so what i started doing um uh while i was in the car was listening to butcher and blackbird from Bryn weaver and you had read it Mm -hmm. last week and you were like it is graphic (laughs) okay noted like just i will keep that in mind um, first of all, I could listen to Joe Arden in an Irish accent read me like anything graphic. The phone book, yeah. It's it's fine. He could read me absolutely fucking anything. Also, like it's amazing. Butcher's kind of amazing in general. Like he's he's pretty great. It's insta love for him. It is insta love for him. Like he's in it. From fucking day one, like she needs from to be the co- moment he walks into that basement, like, jump street. Just... The moment he sees Orzo squeezing across the fucking floor, um, Gross. yeah, like she needs a little bit more. Like she has some self confidence issues, but like um, it's Royce, right? Is that Which what his is name is? Odd, Royce, Rowan, Rowan, Rowan. Um, and Sloan and Rowan. Um, I love both of those names. I do too. Um, yeah, like. She, that it's you sent me somebody else's like book and i was like eh, i don't know if i feel this like it didn't feel like like i felt this book like this book was like i don't know like it, it feels more for some weird reason more grounded i don't know i felt like i felt like i like these characters and like 
even though we're talking about serial killers who kill serial killers, like it felt like, and everybody around them knows that they do that. <laughs> like, I know, like her best, like they're talking to like, he has two brothers who know he does this. One is the, yeah, and she had like her best friend, like, right. And the other one's a contract killer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, but her best nothing. friend is also the person who's going to be, like, the lead in the second book. And we there's something going on with her. Like, she's not all she's cracked yeah. up to be. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of, like, hurt people and damaged people who are trying to. But it's, um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, explicit. <laughs> I mean, sex-wise, too. Explicit looking forward to it I don't, have you got to any sex yet no um, I don't I'm, know why I asked I was like that. I was British did yeah, you get really to sex I don't yet? mind it yeah right um, where am I hang on I am on no I don't want you to start playing it I just want you to tell me where I am I'm only on chapter 6 Oh, okay. So, um, where I am, like, she, so they've entered, like, they've started their contest, and they're both in West Virginia. Okay, like, so they haven't the... finished their first contest. Correct. Okay, let so... me know when you finish that one, when they finish the first contest. No, there's nothing explicit. I just, well, there is explicit, like, it's graphic, but not sexually graphic. It's just graphic. Bummer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's that. I didn't know I was going to love this book as much as I love this book. I'm really glad you enjoyed it because I was like, I don't know. It's, it's about serial killers. Like I really just wanted to listen to the audiobook because I've heard so many good things about the audiobook, And I get why actually it was nominated for an, um, I think they call it an Audi, like audio yep. awards. Mm -hmm. Like, so it was, it was nominated for one of those. Well, I'm going to say as a book, I'm going to give prop to somebody who like makes me care. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Dexter. Like you get to, you care about yeah. Dexter. I mean, it's the same. You sort develop of thing. empathy for mm -hmm. someone who murders people. And like, so like good on Bryn Weaver. <laughs> yeah. Like for reals. Like, yeah. and mm -hmm. yeah, I mean like it's the same again, the same as, as Dexter. Dexter like goes on, it gets married, has kids. And I don't know if necessarily I've never watched Dexter. So I don't know if like she knows that he's a fucking kill, serial killer who kills. Yeah, I don't killers, know. But yeah, I mean, there's it's you, you got to Yeah. Like you said, you got to create empathy and she does it. So, yeah, I'm actually yep. excited about Lark and Lark and Leather. It's called. Yeah. Love it. I mean, right. I'll read it. Like, I'm not very far in, but I will probably I will read the second one as well. All right, anyway. you can find us a whole bunch of different fucking places. Um, go to our you YouTube. You absolutely can. Go to our YouTube. Um, I it has been eight <laughs> days since I released the last fucking Miss Scarlet, so I've watched the third episode. I will release it soon. Third episode, we're eight going days to the past. Since. <laughs> yeah, it has been eight. It, it, yeah, it's a days. It has been eight days. <laughs> it's a days little. Um, uh, <laughs> since our last incident. Um, uh, but it is so just for shits and giggles um the third episode is in the past it is how um eliza and the and will first met and it is so cute this episode is fucking brilliant um because the fourth episode is gonna fucking gut you that's all i'm gonna say it's gonna gut you yep god damn it all right um Oh, um, please follow us on Spotify yep. um, because it helps us. And um, Give us a rating, please, on yes, Spotify. Yes, please. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, you can email us with your constructive feedback at chickalipacalpodcast at gmail.com. How do we end this thing? In the most obnoxious way possible. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Perfect. It was so dissonant. I loved it. It was. It was.